got me all wrong, even me fellow miners have. Think I'm a trouble causer just cause I'm not a yes man. The gaffer telling me to dig faster, I said I've got fucking steam coming off me hands. I look like an underground spaz kettle, but that's useless cause I Wow, that's the epic uh, MC Pitman. MC Pitman again, telling it like it is. Uh, all right, I'm Don McGee, and this is Aaron Malchevsky. And this is episode five of BTB, uh, which stands for anything really you want it to stand for. Uh, Bravo Tango Bravo, uh, Bang Tidy Bollocksology. What else? Brit to Brit. Brit to Brit. Yeah. Yeah. Balls titty balls. Yeah, bum titty bum titty bum titty bum. Yeah, so we haven't done a, a a BTB in maybe two months. Uh, schedules have been colliding, and uh, you were sick as well. I was yeah. sick for a while as well. Past couple of weeks, I had a couple of things, cellulitis in my leg that came from either a cut that I'd got and mm. you know got infected, or or um, or an impact from kicking someone or somebody kicking me. Yeah. But anyway, it's the third time I've had it, so. I understood what to do, you know, straight away as soon as you start feeling that swelling. Antibiotics. Antibiotics. And then just some rest, which is very difficult for me, but I managed to do it somewhat. And then just after that, I ended up getting a, a chesty cough. I think everybody had that. So it's been around everywhere, right? A lot yeah. of people have been passing it around. And... Well, well, I actually got pissed off with my doctor about it. Did you? And I've never been, well, I've never been pissed off with a doc before, you know? But um, I said... Um, I need some antibiotics. I need I need some zithromycin. Yeah. And he goes, Nah, I don't know if you. Yeah, he goes, I don't know if you should do that. He said, uh, right. Just you know, leave it for a while. It's probably a virus because I've seen a lot of this going around. Right. And I said, uh, You're all right. I went whatever. You know. And he said, Use if you can use a bit of afrin for your sinuses. Right. I said, I don't want to do that because I've been addicted to afrin for years. I want to get off it. So he was trying to, uh, he was a pusher. He was trying to push you back into push the Push me back into the, the addictions. Maybe he was going to give you Afrin. some uh, black market stuff that he could make a few quid out of. That's right. Maybe so. You never know. Cheeky but facts. I said to him, uh, all right. I went, okay, whatever. And he was actually right. Was he? Yeah. Um, because you you look at things from the point of view is, I need this done now. Right. Right. But a lot of the times... I think a lot of colds and coughs you can pretty much get over in the natural just, course. Yeah, by just um, taking it easy. Now, do you think that's like um, a result of the the society that we're in now? Because I always feel like everything needs to be shortcut or fast track, and everybody wants oh, yeah. everything straight, 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 yeah. straight away. Yeah, because obviously you want to feel good <clears throat> as as yeah. quickly as possible, right? Yeah. So if it takes you an extra few days to get over it. Yeah. You don't want that. You want the antibiotics. Yeah. But uh, but he's actually right because people are becoming antibiotic resistant. That's all right, all these, yeah. uh, these, uh, these bacterial infections are. And if you're taking them for uh, viruses and you're feeling good after a few days, you probably would anyway feel good after a few days. Yeah. You know? So all you're doing really is messing up your stomach because you know what antibiotics are like on yeah, your gut. Yeah, pretty, pretty heavy duty. He's probably just... In a nice way, saying harden the fuck up, don't. Yeah, uh, stop, so stop I didn't appreciate it at the time, but I actually appreciate it now because I feel much better. Hindsight is yeah. twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, right? yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go to him and say uh, if he says, "Hey, were you were you getting a bit shirty with me the other day?" I'll say, "No, no, uh, no. I think, wrong, I think you got it all wrong." 
you know, actually, what I did, I went to um, Whole Foods and I, I bought myself some um, kind of homeopathic stuff because I like taking, you know, every time that mm. I'm sick or whatever, unless it's like the cellulitis, pretty pretty heavy duty and you've got to mm. fix it quick because of infection and blood infection. and Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I had to go to the hospital before, you know, the second time I got cellulitis, I was rushed to the hospital. But everything apart from that, I try and do what I can to have natural remedies, you know, nice cup of tea with uh, honey and lemon to soothe your throat. Yeah. And then if I can find some, you know, turmeric, I've been taking a lot of that black turmeric pepper, and ginger and black chili pepper. Chili powder. Chili powder and the apple cider vinegar. Yeah. And, and I went to Whole Foods and I got some of these uh, tablets with... A lot of that stuff in it, you know, turmeric and all that kind of stuff, but some um, some other, like, vitamins that, that were basically f- uh, to boost the, the immune system. And I don't know whether it was a placebo or what, but it seemed to work, you know, two or three days, and I was, you know, over the worst of the, the chest, mm. um, feeling tight. And feeling do do you carry on training? Um, now, I used to. I used to be terrible, and I used to... Because that can deplete you, really. I mean, that can make you worse, yeah. right? I used to be really, really bad where I would just have this stubborn mentality or that old-school mentality. And I think it was due to, you know, growing up in a household with my father where no matter what, if, you if you know... If, Get out if, the house! Exactly. If your arm's not falling off yeah. and it's not uh, not stitchable to put it back on... There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. You got to get on and get and get it done. So I, I kind of took that mentality throughout my whole life and just get on with things. But sometimes it can be a little detrimental. You can deplete yourself, as you say, a little too mm. much and end up prolonging that sickness or making it easier to to you know uh, jump over to getting another sickness from that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And do you think so? It's your body basically telling you you need to slow down slow for a down week. Slow down a little bit, yeah. And that's what I did, you know. And luckily, it was over the holiday period, Christmas, so I was able to, you know, I didn't have to go and, and train or teach anybody, so I could actually, hmm. I was forced to rest. So it, you it see, that happens. To, that seems to happen to me. It seems to come around during the holidays. The holidays. Yeah, you know, which is not a bad thing really, because it's a time where everybody's kind of annoying. No, well, <laughs> off work, you know. Off work, yeah. But but not only that. But when I get sick, I mean, when I my my chest, and I've I've got a history of getting bronchitis. When I get sick, I I just feel I don't want to eat. Mm-hmm. And and the, what's the one thing you do more than anything else at Christmas time and New Year's? Eat, yeah. Eat yeah. or drink. Socialize eating. So yeah. the thing is, it's actually pretty good for me because it curbs me eating. So you you stop the gigantic giganticism. I, well, I, I eat a copious <laughs> amounts to begin with, but at Christmas, you know? Yeah. The only thing is, Christmas in, in uh, America is different. I mean, you know, like at home, you've yeah. got Christmas pudding, plum pudding, and brandy sauce on it, and you've got yeah. Christmas cake with marzipan and icing, and that stuff you can keep for years. I mean, it's got a half-life of like three million years as, yeah. as that, that yeah. stuff. There's still some on the moon they took up there. I came with Neil Armstrong with I his see, Christmas yeah. cake. Neil Armstrong. Have you seen the picture? I've seen it. No, I've never seen that. You gotta look. It's, it's up Is there. that the moon, as in the moon, or Arizona? The moon, where they where they filmed the, the landing. The real one, the real one, not the fake one. All oh, right, okay. All right. It's real news, not fake news. <laughs> mince pies. They don't have mince pies, mince do they? Pies. Custard and mince pies. <laughs> God in heaven. Mint custard. Remember mint custard? No. We used to have custard, but it was mint. I think they did that at school too. Mint custard. For some reason, I, I, I never, I never heard of that. That wouldn't, but that wouldn't. I wouldn't like. It was that. like having custard with toothpaste in your mouth. No, I don't want that. It wasn't very nice. 
But you know what, what I used to like about school custard is the, they used to keep the skin for me. Oh, yeah. She used to go, do you want the skin of the custard? Mrs. Oh, Collins. Yes, please. She'd go, do you want the Mrs. Do you want the... I'm like, oh, yes, Mrs. Collins. She'd give me the skin of the custard. <laughs> they don't get that nowadays. No, they don't get that now. You know, they don't get attention to detail. No. Anyway, let's get back to it. Um, new year, uh, new you. Resolutions. New year. Have you got any resolutions? You, you, you're not the kind of guy who has resolutions. You just carry no, on as it as I it just, was. Yeah, every day is uh, every day is an, uh, it's a, a resolution. resolution for me. Yeah, I um, I, I've never really bothered about setting anything like that. As far as a goal, right now at the end of the year, I, I set goals daily. One is to do what I can to smile as much as I can every day, keep a positive attitude and. It's been difficult sometimes. It's been difficult. Um, actually, just just yesterday, I had a couple of people on uh, Instagram message me and asking me about um, how they cope with pain with Muay Thai and how they cope with. It was actually one person in particular saying they had you know sore back and sore hips, mm. and and, um, and usually the one I I get quite often is what's the trick or what's the magic for getting your shins not to hurt, and pretty much I explain to them that part of life is pain you have to yeah. embrace that pain and, and it's not going to go away there's no magic source there's no magic you've lotion. got to learn to deal there's with no, it mentally yeah. deal with pain exactly you know and and i explained it like this you know like a, a boxer or a tie boxer for instance a tie boxer is going to have contact quite often with the shin shin to shin either shin to elbow shin yeah. to something you know something's going to hurt and from the start that impact is the same until either the end of the career or until that that person who's practicing that sport stops doing it the inter- impact is essentially the same from start to beginning but it's how you relay yeah, it in your mind it's just the, the you get mental, used to it. Yeah, exactly it's just the mental ability that you get resilient to giving that pain any thought or any mind and you just move on moment by moment much like boxers boxers is an extreme example you know how do boxes come to to be that that their eyebrows are punched off or the nose is flattened? You yeah. know, it's it's through you know small increments every day that that um, desensitize yourself to making um, making a kind of negative thought happen about that impact or about that pain. But that's the same in in most sports or ext- or extreme lifestyles. I mean, you you, you look at people like climbing Everest. Yeah. I mean, the cold, the fatigue. The, the the hurt, you know. It, it, I mean, it's something that people just get used to. It's a trick. They do it, do yeah. it by by do it. They, they get used to it by doing it. Yeah, you just get used to it by doing a little bit every day, and it's yeah. adding a little bit more, a little bit more, and it's going to build up that resilience not only in your body but also in your mind. More importantly, and um, going back to that that conversation, I sent this person who was complaining about you know sore hips and sore back, and I sent them a, a picture of the X ray I have of my leg, and you know that I had a uh, I had a, a really bad motorcycle accident right, about yeah. 20 odd years ago. Yeah, back in Blighty. Back in England. And I broke my leg and I, I happened to, I got a picture of the x-ray with all the steel inside it and it looks quite grotesque, you know, it looks quite, quite, um, well, what it is, it's quite an extensive piece of surgery. Right. And that was 20 years ago and it's not stopped me and it hasn't stopped me, although I've had a huge amount of pain that came from it. And all I did was adapt to that pain and the feeling of that pain little by little, day by day, just to get over it. And now I don't even give it any thought. And I just keep moving and just keep going and, and, and um, pushing forward towards whatever it is that I'm doing. And the same thing applies, it's mindset. My mm. mindset was just 
okay, I can do a little bit more tomorrow, a little bit more the next day. When I had to learn to walk again, you know, there was a time where I couldn't walk. Mm. I broke my hip and broke my arm at the same time. And I was almost disabled, you know, I couldn't, you know, go to the bathroom and take care of myself. Me, you know, all that, all that stuff had to be relearned. Mm. And you can't do it straight away. It's like, oh wait, I want some tablets to fix everything. Just like the, you know, the antibiotics, if you've got a cold or a cough, it doesn't happen overnight. You've just got to slowly just keep pushing forward. And funnily, after sending this person this picture, I was looking at um, eBay last night and just looking around and, you know, I have, I have a, a, an affinity for motorcycles. I've always loved motorcycles. And looking through eBay, I saw the actual motorcycle that I owned that I had the accident on for sale. And what, one similar or the actual one? No, V1. Oh, wow. The exact motorcycle. Wow. Yeah, still in the same condition, still in the same colours that I painted it after I... After After 20-odd years? After 20-odd years, yeah. It's it's for sale in a a motorcycle shop in Manchester. Crazy. Really crazy coincidence. And I'd never seen it, and I I don't even have a picture of it myself. And I haven't seen it uh, since I sold it 20-odd years ago in, in, uh, in England. And you saw that last night? And I saw it last night. Wow, that's... Crazy. That, that is crazy. Yeah. F-103 DFR. I still remember that's the registration, ridge. yeah. Wow. Crazy. But, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, what do you think about that? Like, certain things that uh, some people could say, oh, that's a sign, you know. There are no coincidences. <laughs> there are no coincidences? None? Not so... None Actually, whatsoever. yeah, there are. I think sometimes... But I, but I think what happens is, I think... Um, I don't know. I, I, I honestly think that everything's connected in some way or another. Are you super, like, superstitious and believe in supernatural? No, or? but no, but I believe in, in scientific phenomena that we haven't discovered yet. Yeah. And I think that there's, there's, a, lot, there's, there's a lot out there that we, we don't know. And now, if I'm talking to Jack, yeah. Jack upon my dog, yeah. now, did he learn English? Or does he understand... Does he understand pitches and? I think he understand. I think dogs understand what you're saying, because the, in what I way? Mean, well, I, what well, if I, I talk to him in German? Would I get the same response? No, I don't think you would. I think you would in in sometimes in tone. The, what about the, the German you, accent? Maybe. Would he look maybe at me in funny? a German accent. Do you have you your would. peppers, Jack? Jack's actually here, here with us right now. He's a, a little uh, Jack Russell. He's probably going to bark because we're we're looking down on him. Um, and he's, he's not, not, in a, a, not in a derogatory no. sense. We're, we're looking down because dog rockery sense. Yeah, he's uh, he's only small. He's a he's a fifteen pound, maybe ten, 15, yeah, about fifteen pound. Yeah, Jack Russell, fat little git that I uh, that I rescued. Yeah, he was. Uh, oh, did he around. rescue you? Well, I think there's a bit of both. I think he rescued me too because now I have a now I have a real purpose. You yeah, know? he's my best mate. We go running together and. Um, I only recently found out that the best running dogs, he's in the top 10. The best really, yeah? Dogs to run, yeah? As a Jack Russell? As a Jack Russell, yeah. Holy heck. It's... And what's the, what's the number one, a greyhound? Uh, no, it's, it wasn't a greyhound. It was because uh, greyhounds are sprinters. Right. Well, it that's was, pretty good at running then. Yeah, I mean, they might only... not be very good running dogs as opposed to running with humans because humans get pissed off for them running off. But yeah. as a running dog. As a running dog, as in a running, it can go Husky. fast. It was no, it was something like I don't know if it's a Belgian Malinois or something like yeah, that. Belgian Malinois is good for everything, yeah, but man. But they're they're an all rounder. But Jack Russell's were in the top ten. Good job, Jackapon. So, so, but going back to that, I I actually think what we were saying before. I actually think that there are there are phenomena that we don't scientifically understand, but are are, are still real. 
And I think one of them is probably um, links we have uh, that that present themselves in certain ways. Like, like you energy. can be thinking of something and you'll materialise it. You yeah, know? absolutely. I think um, there's me and a couple of friends that we uh, we spent some time in um, in Big Bear at uh, uh, Thanksgiving, end of November. And we were... Uh, we were just resting, you know, like kind of a trip, a holiday kind of thing. Mm. We all got together, good friends of mine, Peter and uh, and Dave and Peter's wife and and uh, another friend, Kim. And um, we were all having a great time, you know, Big Bear's a beautiful place. And we, we ended up playing this this game and I, I'd never played it before. I hadn't played kind of games since I was a kid. Yeah. But it was this game where it's on, on the, the iPhone, it's an app. And it's kind of like charades, you know, something like yeah. that, where you'll have... Um, you'll have the phone and you'll place it onto your forehead and the, and the game will, will give you either a description of something, I don't know, you can pick different subjects. It can be music or it can be a band or it can be a, a situation or a place. So basically, you've got this indication of whatever that subject is placed on, on uh, with the phone on your forehead. So you can't see it, but the rest of the group can. So they've got to explain to you, explain you've to got you what that word is without right. actually saying the word. It right. was really great. And it was so funny that that some of the time, like you've got no clue. And they would say one word and you'd go, all right, it's that. And I would get it. And, yeah. and, and one, of the, one of the quips that Dave was saying, psychic is real, psychic is real. He was kept saying psychic is real. And, you know, me and him, just like me and you, Dom, we've had some really deep, deep and uh, meaningful conversations walking along the beach and... Holding hands. I know. Yeah, that, no, I, 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 I cher- cherish all those, all, all those, those moments. Times. But just you know, you you have the ability to talk about these things with people, and and yeah. sometimes you think, well, no, oh, there's something in it. You know, there is something in it because sometimes, you know, you've obviously been in situations as much as I have where you've thought something and you're both on the same page or you're yeah. both on the same wavelength. You know, without actually saying anything, you both kind of say the same thing. So I think maybe you're right that there's some kind of seventh sense that we have. Yeah, a connection. Yeah, there's a connection. connection we have to all things. Energy, maybe. I mean, we are. I mean, we are connected to all things. I mean, animals too. Yeah. Yeah. And animals probably more than humans. Yeah. In yeah. in many ways, they they, they don't. It, you know, it's like we've trained ourselves out of out, out of, of psychic yeah. abilities. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but we've we've had society conditioners. Now you know a good example of that which um which i think was really interesting to watch and see was i actually went to my first ufc fight last weekend and it was the john jones gustafson right yeah card with with my friend chris cyborg you know i want to yeah. go and and um and support chris and 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 uh i hope that she was going to do well but unfortunately you know she she didn't she didn't get the win she got stopped you know, really early in the first first round. But what's surprising to me and what was really interesting, whenever I go and watch fights, I always kind of look at body language or I look at the tiny little small cues that some fighters or individuals give off or don't give off. Right. And it's really interesting to me. Going back to my friend Dave, who was talking about Psychic is Real, one of the things he used to say to me a few, a few months back was he would watch... Um, a lead up to a fight, he would watch the weigh-ins, he would watch the body language of the two fighters, and he would note down the different demeanour or the different posturing and or, you know, and so on and so forth, and then watch the fight, and then he would go back and watch the weigh-in again and see if he could find any clues to, to like 
indicate who was feeling superior psych- right. you know, okay. uh, psychologically or you know, see if you could see any kind of parallels between that person who won the fight, right. how they were, what the demeanour was at the weigh-ins, and it's really interesting. I think that's actually very profound. I don't think that's psychic, more it's uh, using body language and cues, you know? Uh, I mean, I think, you know, confidence... Uh... But the indication, what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting at or highlighting is what messages or what energy am I sending to you, as in that really highlighted and, and extreme example of two people communicating. Oh, right, communicating. yeah, you mean non-verbal communication, non-verbal communication. W- without even me knowing it, yeah. but I'm still yeah. picking it up. Exactly. I, yeah, I, I get that altogether. There yeah. are some things, though, that don't... don't I, I mean, you c- I can understand you doing that at that game in Big Bay, you've got something on your head, and somebody goes, oh, you know, it says music, and they go, oh, it's like, uh, you know, and it's, it, it, you know, they have a cue, like they're playing on a piano. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just slight... Something visual. S- yeah, something mm-hmm. visual. But there's some things that they, there's nothing... Nothing that you can pick up anyway that are visual, right. that you just get, you know? We're talking about correlations before, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like like your bike, you know? You'll be thinking about something. Oh, I had that accident the other day. And you'll be on eBay and then, holy shit. That's I've, my I've, bike, yeah. That's my bike. That's what I was just thinking about. Yeah. Now, I, if you go into social media, I'll be... Uh, this is another subject, but this is all part of the same thing. You know, like sometimes you'll be thinking about something. Like I was thinking about... Um, actually getting a new bag for the gym right. you know you know my, my bag exploded it's one of those drawstring oh, like bags a duffel bag yeah and well not really a duffel bag it's just one of those jawstring like we oh, all used to use a shoe you bag mean. you know yeah yeah but it's just jawstring a drawstring bag and i thought yeah i'll, I'll, I'll get another one <laughs> so i'll go on on uh, amazon but before i went on amazon i clicked on facebook and what was there drawstring bags oh and i'm like you know what that's not psychic but someone's listening to my stuff on my phone right and, and and what I mean by that is, I actually think that microphone's always on, and you, you'll say something, or you'll you'll be like you'll be talking to yourself or somebody else, and you'll say, you know, I could do with this, and they'll pick up that 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 word, right. and they'll and they'll put it into advertising. It'll be an algorithm. It, yeah, which is kind of scary, really, well, isn't you it? Because... Yeah, make an experiment. You got to throw a few red herrings out there. That's true, actually. Yeah, you do, it's just put something like uh, hot like sauce. A, yeah, like a controlled, yeah, like a controlled experiment. Massive Bro- dildo. Yeah, <laughs> a big black mamba. <laughs> you know, see what comes up on your phone. Yeah, well, actually, might. try that. People at home, try that. Yeah. Try looking for stupid things and saying if it comes up on your uh, on your advertising feed there on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, and then get back to us and see. Uh... Because because Instagram does the same thing, yeah. and I very rarely use Instagram. I've uh, you know, but I'll. I'll look at it and, and I'll go, why, how do they know? I mean, obviously Google searches mm. and, and your Amazon searches are in with your Google searches and everything's correlated, Yeah, you yeah. know? But that's... Um, do you have any, um, any rituals or any like kind of things that you do? You know, some people have like... All, uh, I've got loads of them. I've got loads you? of OCD stuff. Yeah, I've got like like turning one way and then turning the other and stuff like that. So you don't get dizzy, like no, un- just unwind yourself. No, I mean, just... well, you mean like going from gay to straight? Yeah, like sometimes, gay. sometimes, or, or or trans even. <laughs> sometimes I do half lipstick and half not like to- like Tommy Cooper. <laughs> Tommy Cooper. <laughs> like one half will be Who female, am I today? And one half I don't will know. be male. I think I'll be both. I might actually do that from now on. Just a just to wind people up, to get free, <laughs> free community college courses and stuff could, like that, yeah. just to say, yeah. I'm like, but we're getting, that's too controversial, I think. <clears throat> Maybe not. 
I mean, well, no, not really. You can do whatever you want, right? Nowadays, you can't beat you can. Have you seen, in, well, what what have they done with this new? Um, is it California that's a, it, Is it California that says uh, births now? You can you, birth certificates. You just have to put nothing. Oh no, no, it's t- uh, driver's licenses. Driver's license. Well, you oh. can, there's a third sex. There is. Yeah, you can you can put like non. Binary I'd or rather whatever. Not, I'd rather not say or something like that. You know, I mean, I don't. It's just so daft. Well, I, I don't know. I think it's just compl- overcomplicating things. I really think, but I don't know. Maybe the maybe the human mind is expanding so much. I had another it's conversation not, with a friend. It's not expanding. It's retracting. Well, maybe so much. I mean, the, the 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 intelligence that technology is allowing us to. It's tap it's into, taken away our intelligence, though. I know it is, and and I had this conversation with a, with a friend of mine. And we uh, we talked all the way into the night about this thing, and it was quite interesting. And I know that that maybe that technology is allowing our brains or allowing the function of our intelligence to exponentially make big leaps. But we don't live in we don't live in that world. We live in a, a physical world. Yeah. So we have an anchor to the to the earth or to to the atmosphere where we where we're living with this physical being that we have. Yeah. Until that changes. Evolution's not going to go that quick. Only so, no. as much as as much as your brain wants to have. But it, technological massive. evolution is a different thing altogether. Yeah, and and that's what we're relying on. In fact, our our evolution may be impeded By because of technological, technological advances. Inv- as techno as technology advances, there's less need for us to 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 morph. So all we're going to be is just ahead on a on a on a skateboard. No, it's, we're going to be just like that. We're not going to go forward or back. We'll just be the way we are. You know. I quite fancied just being a remote control head on a skateboard. I think that would be easy. <laughs> cryogenically, you'd have to do that. If anything happens to you, well, cryogenically, will freeze your head. Just the head alone. And then yeah. in 2,000 years, you'd wake up on a skateboard. And That'd be pretty horrific. I wouldn't like that at all. Imagine you'd be looking at everyone's shoes. <laughs> you'd be Jack. I'd be Jack, yeah. You'd be a giant. You'd be Jack. Um... But again, going back to the rituals. Like, do you have that kind of stuff where you'll wear a, a favourite top or you'll have, I don't know, something like a certain route that you use or yeah. do you walk under ladders and stuff like that? Well, there's some, some of them are superstitions and some of them are made up in your head and a lot of people do. And if you look at, um, even a lot of athletes, they have um, they have those kind of, what do you call them again? Rituals. Rituals. I mean, if you look at, if you watch like, I remember, I don't know if it was Michael Phelps or somebody else who was an Olympic diver who was saying that he, he he would stand there and he would cross his foot, right foot over the left and then left foot twice over the right and then yeah. right foot, yeah. so that he was balancing himself up with a, with mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and it sounds odd, it sounds bizarre, but I think we all do it. Yeah, I think we have a certain, uh, a certain um, inkling to, to want to be the best that we can, I suppose, or... or I think it's a security blanket. I think it's almost yeah. like... Do you remember when you're kidding, you, you'd say, I've got to get this piece of paper in that bin over there, <coughs> and if I don't, the world's going to end in 10 minutes. You know, and, and, and miss, and you go, well, best out three then. All right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah. coughs> but I it's never, almost I like, like... the world anyway. It's, it's like a security thing, you know? Mm, mm. The, the, it, it's, it's almost like um, you, 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 you create your own sense of security by putting a ritual together and that ritual has to be the same and what do you think that's be, that's behind that is is the 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 quest for insecurity yeah but insecurity about what who about, knows though 
I mean, it depends what you're into at the time. And it depends what you're doing the the ritual for. If it's for a specific sport, you're insecure about that. Right. If it's before going to bed, praying. Praying's a ritual. It is. People do it all the time. Do you pray? Um, No. I mean, as a kid, I used to. Yeah. But I I don't. Was that that something that was was, going to use as an exercise? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, uh, but but what I, I is I hope. I mean, at the end of every night, I I, I actually go back along to some interactions that I've had or some things that I've done or ways of I've I've approached things, and I'll overlook it and say, did I was there anything there that could probably, you know, that I could have done better or could and and there always is right, but I I always replay me. That's another ritual. I replay my day. Do you? Yeah. Wow. And it doesn't take too long, you know, because yeah. there there are certain things that you do. Obviously, when you're you are, you have you have selective memory, yeah. <laughs> so when you go about your your day, you don't remember everything that happened, or you'd be just your mind would be blown. Yeah, you'd be but you remember the, the 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 events that happened during the day. Mm. Sometimes there's more. Sometimes there's only two or three. Mm. Sometimes there's more. But I'll I'll go and I'll think. Yeah, I had that interaction with that guy at the gym. Was that? A good interaction. Could I have done that better? You know, especially if there's something that actually happened during the day. You know, right? right. You know, I I ate this, this, and this. Should I mix that with that the next time? You know, right. does it matter if I eat a whole cake? Is that why I'm <laughs> feeling upset? I hope it wasn't a Christmas cake that have been from. No, the because they're massive. They're like cannon. You know, they're, yeah. they're like the size of a cannonball. Twenty five like, pounds. Yeah, twenty five pound cake in your belly. Oh, you know, and people wonder why they've got they put on weight. Yeah. You know, eat a sponge cake instead and you'll put on yeah. less weight. French fancies. Much oh, better. God, I just love those, man. French, French fancies. fancies. You know, Mr. Kipling, Mr. French, Kipling French fancies. No, I like the Mr. Kipling... Um, I liked them all. Cherry bake ones. Oh, God, yeah. But I didn't they like had marzipan cherry. inside them, though, didn't they? they did. yeah, I like didn't, well, I never liked the cherry. I used to give that away. You want me cherry? Ah, you can have it. So you just like the bake ones? just like the bake ones, yeah. Nice. But they didn't sell them separate. My mum used to send me them over. They were cherry bake ones or nothing. So I no, yeah. I know. I got a pile of cherries yeah. at the end of the year. But my mum used to send me used family to make apple pies. Out of them, like cherry <laughs> Like ear necklaces sticking <laughs> to your chest. <laughs> but if you if you transport Mr. Kipling pies to America. Oh my god. You, you know you, you cause an uproar. No, you know what it is? What? It's like if you know when they split the atom back in the nineteen twenties? Yeah. Well, they'd have done it a lot easier if they'd have put it in Royal Mail. Marked fragile, because <laughs> you know what I mean. The because UPS they'll they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll break everyone. Yeah. You know what I mean. There'd have been there'd have been nuclear holocaust all over all over America. <laughs> because so so I I got these Bramley apple pies back from my mother. Right. And I I opened them up and I thought, oh my god, there's a Mr. Kipling. And as soon as I opened, they're all just all smashed. You know, just smashed up. And that was from what UPS or. No, I that could have been either Royal Mail or UPS yeah, yeah. or on the way so over somewhere. Over but you know here, where you know where seller sells them? Where, who sells them? Pamela's Tea Shop in Garden Grove. Does it? I've never been there. They, they do all kinds of stuff. This what, is like an British advert, stuff? by the way. For for this is an advert for Pamela's. They do things like beans on toast and egg on really? toast, and they do like yeah, you you can have like uh, you know I don't miss anything about England at all. I, you know what? Somebody asked me that today. Oh, you know. Do you miss anything? Christmas. Like, I don't miss anything. I actually miss Christmas because Christmas was special back there. It was, yeah. And it, it was. was like, you know, here, as soon as Thanksgiving's over, 
In November. Yeah. It's Christmas. You know what I've seen in the store today? What? Valentine's stuff. Well, val- Valentine's only a month away, though. It's a month? Yeah, but I mean, the people, I mean, in America, I think all over the world now, they really ring out their holidays. I mean, it, their holidays just get... It's not really a holiday, Valentine's, is it? It's just like a, a you know, well, it's like a, a poignant a, day. A traditional way to fleece you out of money. And like like many many things, but as soon as Valentine's Day is over, as soon as Valentine's Day is over, they'll have um, Easter stuff in there. No, they'll have St. Patrick. Oh God, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, St. Patrick's Day. And then, Easter, and then Easter. And then Fourth of July. Yeah. And then what's after that? And then they'll have um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. But it, but the, the but this is this is what I'm saying. I, I work at a certain place, and as soon as Thanksgiving Day was over, mm. Christmas tree was up. It's all traditions, right? That's the last week of November, right? Yeah. So they're singing um, around a piano. They're singing uh, Elton, uh, not Elton John, John Lennon's, and so this is Christmas. You know, they're all singing right, that, right? And they've got hats on and so. And I'm walking past, going, and this isn't even Christmas. It's not even December. <laughs> Please stop what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, I think it takes away from, from Christmas. Well, it does. I think it, it, it takes the special time away from it because mm. it's rammed down your throat almost. Yeah. But again, these traditions have gone less likely as uh, less likely to be used as that, that time of gathering for people than, than um, just instead of enjoying people and family and getting together for that tradition, it's gone towards, well, let's see how much, how much stuff we can sell people. Well, I think that's that's always been the case. But you know, like you're saying, you don't miss anything about England. Mm. There are some things I do miss, and and it, one of them is Christmas, because over here, you've got Thanksgiving and you've got Christmas. Right. Thanksgiving's where the big meal is. Christmas is where the presents are. Right. But when you mix it all up in a one, which is what in Britain they do, <coughs> you got the big meal, you got the presents, presents, and it's all in in one specific day. I kind of enjoyed that. Right. Because people really look forward to Christmas, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, it, you know, it was like a big special day. It's like with... I'm not saying don't... Thanksgiving's an intrinsically a, a good American tradition. Right. But I'm like... I'm, two big dinners a month away from each other. some separation. Ah, yeah. I'll, I'll combine them, you know? Mm. Mm. Combine the winter solstice with Thanksgiving. Mm. How... how um, when I think about that... How close is tradition to, like, we've learnt that behaviour, we've learnt that tradition, it was passed down. How about the stuff that you do that's kind of superstitious and uh, and there's not really anything in it, but it's passed down and you do it anyway? You know, like walking under a ladder and stuff like that. I'm not bothered about anything. The only reason I wouldn't walk under a ladder is somebody's painting over there. Or or, or I don't think... Do they piss over a ladder? Well, if you've got to go, you've got to go. No, you're supposed to, yeah. But if the if the window cleaners and stuff like that, I just won't want to get wet, yeah. or somebody fall the ladder fall on me. What about breaking a glass and stuff like that? <laughs> I don't want to break a glass either, just because I don't want to clean it up. Mm-hmm. But I, I, but I think you know, like breaking a mirror. They'd say you break a mirror. It's seven years bad luck. That wouldn't I, I, that wouldn't bother me at all. But because my the last forty two years has been shit luck. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm like. There's got to be a there's got to be a reason for saying that. There's got to be a reason that somebody put that together, mm, and mm. especially considering the seven years. But that kind of thing just doesn't bother me at all. I think if it bothers you, it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. I think people, people again, you're going to manifest it. I think people 
they take it on. Going they, back to that, yeah. Well, let's see if it's something that we manifest. Now, what about manifesting things when you put them, you know, you you put them thoughts into the universe? Do you think the universe then has some kind of way that we don't really have any? Yeah, any, but any I, way to measure. But or, I think that, I think equate. there's actually a I think there's actually a scientific reason or psychological reason behind it when you put when you manifest things, and I will tell you why. Because if you noticed how miserable people just end up having miserable, miserable lives. Yeah. And I think that's. I think it's that kind of thing. I think it's really more base than anything else. I think it, you know you usually get drawn to happier, you know, kind of um, nicer people, people who moan, and complain and and are genuinely downers. People get pushed away from. And I think right. um, I think in that way you manifest your your environment. Yeah, you are the the um, you are the subject, or you're subjected to your environment, and the environment subjected to you. Yeah. Choices. Yeah. Every everybody. I mean, everything's influenced by your attitude, by mm-hmm. by the way you conduct your life, and it it's it's like this, and 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 especially what you do, right? Like everybody's got a different outlook depending on the people they hang out with and depending on what they do. Right. Like for instance, you you, you don't necessarily really hang out with people who are not kind of physically active or that that haven't got goals and 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 aren't kind of interesting in in many ways. You know. Yeah. So, and the reason being is because you're in that environment always. Right. Right. So, so you, you, you. Right. I, I'm, I want to be training and I want to teach and that's my profession and and that's where I've got to be to 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 do it and and I I want the counsel of this guy because he's good at what he does. Right. And he's in that. Right. Now, if say if you're sitting on the couch and you're you're a drug addict, you know, you're a heroin addict. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to be hanging out with? Your dealer or other heroin addicts? Probably your doctor who's yeah. going to be. Jumping on you for doing what you're doing. Right. Um, another medical profession, other addicts, uh, and your family who are probably not going to be happy with you. Yeah. That's yeah. not conducive to living a good, decent, happy life. No. You've created a universe. Exactly. Yeah. You've created by your choices yeah. and, and the things that you've made. You've created that. That. Um, they say you're the average of the five people you hang out with. Right. Right. All right. So if you think about it, if you're hanging out with. Uh, the people who you do hang out with, the people who are getting along, they want to get better. They want to. That they've they've got goals. They've they've got and and some of them, they might not be physically able. No. But they're mentally, mentally able, able, and they've yeah. and 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 they're, they're creative, and they're interesting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Some people they're in they're in a part of their lives where they have to hang out with people who aren't specifically interesting. And and aren't specifically uh, specifically conducive to their well being, just because there's nobody else who they'll ha- who will hang out with them. Right. Yeah. They're not that interesting. In order to hang around with interesting people, you have to become interesting. Exactly. To a certain extent, you yeah. know. Yeah. Or at least interested in them. Yeah, in the subject at hand, which is <coughs> yeah, what you all have as a common bond. Yeah. Hmm. And I think of that myself. I I actually came to America to to do martial arts. Right. And so I've got, um, and and then you and I met through live, where we were living. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, uh, on the same street. On the same, uh, well, on the same building for crying out loud. Same building, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm with people like, you know, I, I, people like Chuck and whatever else, mm-hmm. who who I find extremely interesting, but he's got other facets. Like he's a sculptor and he's a 
he's a he's a he's script writer and right. and and a videographer and he'll, he he does everything he does things to keep his mind open very creative yeah. very creative and and I think that that comes with it I think if you try and excel in one area of life that that excellence kind of pushes itself into other areas yeah absolutely yeah 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 you're gonna be um you're gonna be the result of of the environment that you're in yeah and it's gonna it's gonna blossom and it's gonna uh, it's gonna exponentially get bigger and further afield as in you know okay i'm a I'm a martial artist I've been practicing Muay Thai for a long time but I have another side of my life a career with the with the cars yeah you know Ferrari and um, and so on and so forth but you take that same ethic with you exactly yeah it's and, just because that's you that's not really that's not Muay Thai no. that's not that that's you that's, that's the, a, uh, a work ethic that you've created the detailed orientation that, that I have about Muay Thai I'm, I'm very picky on how it's look, mm. how it looks and how efficient it is and, and I have the same mindset when I'm fixing a a car that's going to go 250 mile an hour, you know. So art manifests itself in different yeah, ways. Yeah. And creativity does. Yeah. And, and I think that if, if you do something that's physically creative, physically taxing and also creative, that is exponentially better for you than anything else. Yeah. And the reason being is because, first of all, you have the abilities then physically to, to keep creating. Even if you're, if you're tired or if, you're, if you feel ill, your body is still strong enough to cope with it. Right. So physical um, health translates to mental health also. Yeah, they both work... Um, hand in hand. They're, hand in hand, yeah. They, they, they both... Um, like symbiotic. Symbiotic, yeah. So, moral of the story, stay fit and healthy and you'll keep your brain fit and healthy. That's right. Keep your brain fit and healthy and you'll stay physically fit and healthy. And also, if you think about it, 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 it that's it's one of the reasons why... I wouldn't say the majority, I'd say more people who take the time out of their day to try and be as physically fit as they can given the circumstances do less drugs. You reckon? Yeah, because I think um I think exercise itself create um is is good for endorphin creation. Absolutely. I had a a student um who actually I went to the UFC fight with. We 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 went to see the fight um, together. And he he's had um, an injury for the past month or two, and was 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 kind of getting really getting into running. I got him into running, you know. I got him into running, and and he he's uh, he's always worried about doing more damage than he, than he actually will. He's always like on the on the erring side of safety. So sometimes right. if he has a pain, he'll think overthink it. Yeah, I've got I've got to stop. I've got to think about this. And you know, one day he asked me. He says, "Okay, so so." What's the kind of distance that the, the, the Thai fighters in Thailand run? I said, well, at least 5 to 10K a day. So he gulped and, and he thought to himself, shit, well, then I don't have any excuse because, you know, if they're doing it, albeit it's extreme, two or three miles is, is not pushing the boat out for me. I can, I can actually Especially with good running shoes with on running and, shoes and, with, and with flat, flat, surfaces. flat surfaces. It's not just that, it's the environment you've got to deal with as well. And plus good food, good rest, and so... so he gave himself a goal that it was attainable. So anyway, he hurt himself a few months ago. But um, when we met up to go to the fight, he actually told me that he just experienced the runner's high. Like the day or two before he'd started back running. <clears throat> and I think he'd done six miles or something in total, which is amazing. Mm. Like, 
I'm so proud of him that he's actually got to that stage where mm. he'll run six miles now. Where before, you know, it was very hard for him to run half a mile yeah. or, or a quarter of a mile, whatever it running's was. A, running's a difficult thing to do. It's a very difficult thing, but the, the payoff is, is fantastic. Much like, as you were saying, exercise, he had this endorphin release that, you know, as we all know now, as a runner's high, what people yeah. talk about. And he said, I've never felt any, you know, I've never felt better. I've never felt anything like it in my life. You know, I felt this runner's high and it was very, very prevalent that he was like, oh, this must be it. Mm. And I think you're really right to your point that you just made. The the drugs that we can self-induce containing endorphins and, and, and the, the, the good feeling emotions that we have inside the body are all inside us, ready there to be tapped mm. and used. And with exercise is the key. I think it's, you know, I think it's really, I think essential for people that they should exercise. I think there's a lot of keys to happiness through exercise. Mm. You know, it's it's kept me going through the years, you know, over the years that I've been on this earth, many ups and many downs, but I've always had a constant, um, <clears throat> a constant rock to go towards, which is the Muay Thai or exercise, mm. even running. Well, I, it, I like it, to run. It gives you a. It, obviously, it, it gives you an endorphin release. It releases endorphins into your system, in the same way as maybe opiates, cocaine, uppers yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. Now we went to that Jordan Peterson thing, and and he said That's something right. really profound in that specific, um, in that specific lecture, and he says it's. He, he said at one point, I, I'm not. I, when people ask me why do people do drugs. I think it's the wrong question. He said, um, the question I think people should be asking is, why don't more people do more drugs? Right, right. And, and the reason being is because life is the way it is right now, instant, instantaneous gratification. Why why don't more people go out there and say, you know what, I, I, I want that instant gratification? Because because you'll get this, the, a similar high from, from exercising than you will from something like cocaine. Right. Right? But with cocaine, it's an instant hit. Yeah. You don't have to do any work, you know. Yeah. There's no. There's no. There's no suffering or effort. Mm -hmm. In in running, there is suffering. Right. And there's also a process to go through before you reach that that runner's high. You can't reach that runner's high in a half mile run when you're literally heaving. Yeah. yeah. You're you're forty pounds overweight. And and you can barely put one foot in front of the other. Right. You can't get that runner's high that way. That's right. It's it's over a period of 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 work, of taxing yourself, of being hurt, of getting shin splints, of of um, uh, of, of being humiliated. You right. know, running down the street. You know, looking like a a a, a Back hippo. Shit. You know what I mean. <laughs> Well, that's like hippos are good runners. Uh, I'm uh, like uh, looking like a bag of shit. Yeah. So, so the instant gratification of taking drugs is far more appealing to more, most people than the actual work it takes to to put into exercise. And 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 I think that's one of the reasons why people who are former I, I've got a friend who got addicted to pain pills right for for a very good reason because yeah. what he went through is extremely painful. And um, and and I think it was if I was in that position, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Really, but he got addicted to opiates. Right. And and um, was that here or back in? No, here. I don't. I, I, it, it probably be listening to this. I don't want to really say his name, you know. Right. But he ended up afterwards. He and and he's he's almost sixty, fifty eight. Right. But afterwards, he he cleaned himself up and he said, "I want to get in the best possible shape," and he's one of the fittest guys I know. Wow. 
uh, most flexible, fittest guys I know. Yeah. And yeah. and also a real hard charger, but a super nice guy. And I'm I'm thinking. What was the What was the turning point for him? Did he tell you? No, but but what I think he did was was change one addiction for another. Yeah. And say I I I want this feeling, but I want all the benefits that feeling like this give give. Uh, but but, but being healthy also yeah, without yeah. sacrificing my health, right? Because you have to sacrifice something yeah. for feeling good, right? And it's either cellular health, yeah, or it's f- structural health, right? Now over the over the over the last twenty five years, you've exp- you've experienced a huge hit for for your structural health, but you'll probably find that cellularly you're in a lot better condition than other people. If you do, if you were to do a real real age test, right? You're not you're not the age your body's not the age that you are yeah chronologically right um but i think with the other way around with those people who are not structurally damaged to a certain extent their real age is a lot older than yeah, than because of the, uh, the because, effects of the substance well not in not i mean and by substances i'm not just talking about um opiates or or drugs i'm talking about foods sugar yeah yeah is it creates the same high that you would get with cocaine yeah it works on the same receptors. Yeah. So you've got all these people who they sit on the couch and structurally they're fine. They've got no. They've never had a broken bone. Yeah, there's no wear or tear or anything. No like wear that. or tear, but cellularly they're destroyed, mm-hmm. and and that's going to kill you far sooner than being structurally destroyed. Right. Over time, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And what doesn't make sense is why don't people take that. I don't know, maybe it's because the society that we have shames the drug taking, you know, there's... there's uh... But they do, and, and I'll tell you why, because, it, it, but they take it in different ways. Right. Like, again, sugar is a sugar, drug. Yeah. yeah, it is. It but is. but if, you go, if you go to... Say, alcohol too, it's not criminalised, but people well, take it Yeah, alcohol. but people take it really seriously. So if you're, a, if you're a, an alcoholic, you'll go to Alcoholics Anonymous and you'll, you know, and after a while of hitting rock bottom, you'll say, my name's so-and-so, I'm an alcoholic, and, you, and you'll... You'll see if you can get clean, and people will take it seriously. But if if you're a sugar addict, and and you're eating copious amounts of cake or donuts or cookies, biscuits, I was going to say, um, then people don't take it nearly as seriously. No, they just say, no. you know, fat body. Hey, you, you know, give it up. You know, stop being fat. But in reality, it, it's it can be just as destructive. Right. The, the the I think it's the number four four kill the number. What a two killer in the United States, I believe, is um, uh, coronary disease. Is it? You know, people having heart attacks heart and so attack, on and so forth. Yeah. But colon cancer also, I think, is number four. Wow. So, and that's all directly re- related, related to, to your diet. Yeah, yeah, diet. Mm-hmm. And especially sugars in your diet. Yeah. So if that's the case, but you can you can walk into the ninety nine cent store across the street. Oh yeah, and fill your bag. And fill your bag, and nobody's gonna bat an eyelid. Yeah. And if yeah. they're in your cupboards, nobody's gonna care. Yeah. Now, if you open that and the word copious, there was a brick of cocaine in there. Somebody will be like, "What the hell is that? Yeah. What are you doing?" Yeah. So, or or if it or if everything was stacked with booze and you were there with a, a bottle of vodka yeah. every day, somebody would eventually say, "Listen, you got a problem," and they take it seriously. But they don't take food addictions as seriously as they should. Food right. addictions kill more people in America than than pretty much anything else because I think the, the top three things that people are dying for are all directly illness. related to diet directly related to, to sugars in their diet it's crazy diabetes and everybody's looking for that same high everyone's yeah. looking for that that same comfort that same feeling that you get and I, just... I know somebody back home I've got a, I've got a relative mm-hmm. who who says 
she she's never been fit at all ever mass uh, overweight mm. every, just everything's about food and sitting down and and i and i'm and i'm i'm saying I, be, I believe i said to her at one point years ago if you only began to start training and and got through the first two weeks and that's a long period yeah it's probably a lot longer fewer than that uh, especially being so vastly overweight if you sorted out your diet to a certain extent, allowed still allowed some things, but ate everything in moderation, uh, uh, did some quality training with, with with whomever, got the right amount of sleep at night, I said, you you don't realize how good you would feel, and that that f- good feeling would become an addiction. Yeah. But you have to get through. Yeah, you've got to go the and first few weeks. Them receptors with the other receptors. I mean, you know, people. Uh, you know, they they start your class, especially your classes in particular, being torturous sometimes. And you're like, you, you know, somebody will go, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't get through it. And you'll go, No, you you, you can. Let's yeah. just get through it. Just let just be stay here. Just right? follow me, yeah. But but in a month, if you keep doing this in a month. You don't realise how good you will feel at the end of every oh, session. Oh yeah, it's, it's amazingly. I I actually sent you a, a little post that I, I well a message that was sent to me. I read it the other night. You read it, yeah. yeah. And and without going into any details, but the teachings that I've been passing on to the certain student and, and and the the mindset and and the abilities that you can gain from turning up, and all he had to do was turn up, pretty much saved his life. Yeah. Or 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 stopped him from getting into a really sketchy situation mm. you know and and all he did was just keep turning up yeah. you know and he felt awkward at the start and he didn't really know what he was doing and, and what he did just comes naturally yeah what he did came naturally it and it's a natural. result of confidence in your yeah. abilities it's it's the result of that fight or flight and he yeah. chose to fight and not be um not be put in a situation where he would, he would be you know ordinarily taken advantage of so it's just it's an addiction now for him you know, he comes and he's 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 the one that's he's running all the time. You know, he comes and runs before class starts. Right. And so you're absolutely right. He started off where you know the first two weeks, three weeks, whatever it was, it was difficult, and he kept asking me, you know, is this gonna get any easier? And you know, what's this gonna get like? easy? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're gonna get better, but that, gonna it's gonna get, get harder better, yeah, as you get, get better. Harder, yeah. But you're just not gonna realize it's getting <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you're just gonna, uh, you you know, you're just gonna keep raising that bar for yourself. You're mm. just gonna keep raising that bar for yourself until, you know, as he found out a few nights ago or over Christmas, whenever it happened, that uh, you'd be surprised and where you've where you've come, mm. you know, where you've come from and where you've ended up. You've you've got yourself in a position where you can take care of things more than you would have been able to if you stayed on the couch, or you know, did nothing. Yeah. Like like the average people. Yeah. So it's a, there's a holistic approach. Well, and what really, I mean, yeah, what, it was really nice for me to hear that because that's a result that sometimes you don't even hear about or or, or know that you're having an effect. Yeah, you but know? well, it's again, it's holistic. It's it's you're looking at the state of the person's body, you're looking at the the way they present themselves um, uh, uh, through training, um, the confidence it instills, the the um, the leadership it instills. If you can, if you can. If you can train your body to to work a certain way and carry on working a, a certain that that way, you can actually lead other people in the same thing. Exactly, yeah. And and it, so it works in leadership. It works in in mental health. It works in your interactions with people. You know, it works on your your um, your own happiness, your 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 own sense of fulfillment. 
It's there's there's it's not just one. It's just not just it's not just the physical that this this helps. No, it's the mental. And then you've also got that that element that we started off talking this 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 podcast uh, podcast. Them other senses that we don't really know how to describe. You know, you've got that energy that you both feel now. You've both got that kind of. I don't know what it is, but like a common bond or something mm. that, that, you know, I passed on my, I don't know, maybe a life force and he's passed that life force onto somebody else. The influence that you're going to get from yeah. from seeing that person's demeanor change, you know, the postures and that, that you're talking about, you've got this ability to talk to somebody in, in, in a way which is undescribable. You can't really, you know, you can show them things, but but you can't make them kind of make them decisions that they need to that are life-changing, you know? Mm. Is he going to go and run? You know, maybe he sees you, maybe he's he's influenced in a way where, you know, your energy is contagious. You know? Whatever that is, whatever that thing that we call energy or that thing that... You, the positivity. Again, the positivity can be contagious, but what is it actually that's contagious? What is it that people are catching? Yeah, yeah. Is it an attitude? Is it an attitude? Is it is it is it yeah. mimicry? Is it are they just mimicking what you do and you know they're looking at you and they're thinking that okay he looks like he's got it together, <clears throat> so I'll I'll copy and do the same thing. Or is it an energy that that you know, the feeling and you get them receptors that you have with the opiates or you have yeah. that feeling from runners high or when you're around somebody you know have you ever been to, in, into a room and met somebody and, and straight away you just have a bad feeling about somebody or on the other hand you, you meet somebody and you just feel wow this person yeah, is really affinity, nice yeah like you've known them yeah. forever it, it's yeah. you know it happened to me with with one of the, my uh, newest students it, it feels like I've known him for years yeah. and it's just that energy I don't know what it is but we have a connection there's something that, that his mind's doing and his body's doing and giving off and and it's meshing with mine and it and it meshes good and and we get along you know just like you and I you know we've got along for I don't know what seventeen years seventeen years now yeah and it was just exactly the same as when I first met you as yeah. it is now very good mate well we're coming to the end of our hour we've only got an hour we've got an hour maximum here and we're up fifty seven minutes and fifty six seven eight nine. <laughs> 58. So we've got two minutes to wrap this up. It's been a pretty good one, actually. I've enjoyed this today. It's good, and it's all about, you know, I suppose this time of year, Christmas cheer. Yeah. Happy holidays. Pass on that positivity as much as you can to other people. See if it's infectious. Oh, by the way, New Year's resolutions. If you have made New Year's resolutions, stick to them. Whatever it is. Yeah, do yourself a favour. Yeah, and, and, and gain the benefits over the year. The only thing is, if you're in the gym and you're a little bit overweight and you don't really know what you're doing, seek advice, you know, yeah. and don't go at the peak times. Go at 2 o'clock in the morning when, there's, when you're not going to annoy me. <laughs> All right? Well, if you go 2 o'clock in the morning, you'll have a captive audience. You'll be able to talk to the people that have the information that you need easier. Yeah, but a lot of those people are freaks. I think that go at two oh, o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah, I don't. Or people who just. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 <laughs> I just right. think, I mean, I, you know, just do it sensibly. All right. So don't be jumping. I'm going to start taking um, videos of people who are uh, who are using using pieces of equipment stupidly. Oh, there's there's been a couple on face Facebook or whatever. A couple. Can't wait! Can't so, wait to see them. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty funny. But anyway, yeah. Peace and love, pass it on, make it infectious.
even if you don't think it is. Fantastic. Yeah. We'll do. All right. Um, again, thank you very much for listening, all two of our listeners. And uh, we'll see you in uh, a couple of weeks or maybe even next week. How maybe about that? I think we'll have to see what the schedule's like. Fantastic. Have a good one. All right. Goodbye, folks. Over and out. Holy sweet mother of God, that's uh, DJ Petman on the intro there. And I'm I'm Don McGee, and I'm here with Aaron Malashevsky. And for the first time in the history of BTB, Bravo Tango Bravo, we have a guest. And who is this guest? Please introduce yourself. I'm Alan Partridge. No, you're fucking not. <laughs> I, I actually promised I wouldn't swear yeah, too dude. much. Yeah. This is a family show, and uh, my name is David Sykes. What's up? This is David Sykes. So introduce yourself, David Sykes, because uh, I'm sure our hordes of listeners are going to want to know who you are. Oh, man, I don't know if there's anything to introduce, really. Are you a northern fella? Uh, yeah, I was, born in, uh, I was born in northern England. Where were you born? I was born in South Yorkshire. So, whereabouts in South Yorkshire? A small town called Barnsley. Barnsley! Barnsley, like. Uh, near the colliery. Dude, in the colliery. He was born in the colliery, a the, boy from the black stuff. They gave us, uh, they actually grind up coal and they put it in the tube in Barnsley so they get that mineral in you from day one. Nice. And then when they Very send good. you down the mine, like, you crave it. Oh, yeah. How are your lungs? I got the black lung, Pop. Good, good job, mate. You're one of us. <laughs> You're one of us, lad. No, I'm good, man. I think I'm good. I think my lungs are all right. I do pretty good um, in, the, in the lung department. I, I never went down the mine, man. I never went down the pit. I know my granddad did when he survived the war. That was his reward for surviving the war. Holy shit. Was a suit, a pair of shoes, and a job in the colliery mining for coal. Wow. Yeah, you told me that that's before. Your, that, that's your and, reward. And, and, and they would be happy with that, wouldn't they? They'd be like, I don't know, you know if what? they'd be happy with it, to be no, honest. No, the people giving them it, they'd be like, you know what? You've got a good job in the colliery. You've got a council house. You know, you've, you've, you've got a pension at the end of it. Good job. Well, yeah, they were trying to make it look that way. Thanks for defeating Hitler. They were trying to make it look that way. Well, they were happy that you were happy or you were controlled and, and that was enough to shut you up. That was what they're happy about. Yeah. Hey, carry on as usual. Get back down the line. Yeah. You know, carry on as usual. Keep chaining the wheels. You know what I mean? Mm. Keep making us money, man. Yeah. That was what you were, you know, that you... You were born into that. Man. That's Northern England, dude. Northern England. And, and it's funny how, in the, how they portray the absolute opposite of that when they portray anything English in movies. You know what I mean? Like, it's always some, oh, Sir Kensington of Prejudice and Colling Firth. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not, re- okay, okay. Because it's you, true, though, isn't it? You don't want you don't you don't want the blue blue. You don't want to portray you don't want to portray the uh, the working class that are eating toenails for breakfast. They're doing that now, shit though, like that. Well, you know, I guess it's kind of they're starting to. They're, push run, they're running out of content. You know what I mean? You got to go north a little bit. Yeah, they're running yeah. out of content. There's only so many Hugh Grants you can tolerate. Yeah, I think no, I, I, can't, I can't tolerate. No Hugh offense, Grant. you. I love you, bro. <clears throat> I've, uh, I've divine brown. Jeez. How can you how can you cheat on Elizabeth Hurley with Divine Brown? Oh come on. She's fucking bang tidy. Her name's Divine. Elizabeth Hurley had a bit of a crush on her as well as our I still have a crush. crush. What's her name? Um Kate Beckinsale. Uh, Kate Beckinsale. I can't do that anymore. She's, Not she's after this good. Saturday Night Live thing. You know the guy from Saturday Night Live she's banging. 
Uh, it, it, it just spoils it. Kate Beckinsale's got nothing on Evangeline Lilly when she was in Lost. Who's, I've never seen that. I've never seen Lost. What is that? Lost the TV thing? Yeah. You've never seen Lost? Evangeline Lilly. Yeah, she was Kate. I've never seen it. Oh, guys. Not the soppy looking cow. The one that's They're bringing it back. Stuff. They're bringing Lost back. They're bringing it back. Is she the one that's always looking like she's chewing on a shave at lemon? No, she's, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. She's always got that soppy sour. They're all like that in America. Puss. All the tens are like that when they talk to me. She's technically right. Canadian. You know, when I'm in when I'm in Hollywoodland and and I, I I approach a ten for my job, they look. It's called in a, it's, in Italian they call it put put sul naso or a fart under the nose. <laughs> they're just kind of like hmm, like what what's this troll approaching me? I'm like what does he want? All right, lovely, you know. Mm. So, well, coming from Northern <laughs> England, yes. Dave, and then making that transition like we did, me and Dominic, yeah. to California. Yeah. How was that transition coming from the culture that you grew up what in? Ta- what, what age were you? 23. When you came, up, when you came here? Mm-hmm. But you, you sound a little kind of... Actually, I was 24, like two weeks later, so I was almost 24. Mm. Wow. Pretty much 24. You know, we've talked a lot off off the, the, the microphone and we kind of know a little bit about each other and we're, we're very similar in our in thoughts and our reasonings for ending up here in California. A lot yeah. of it was just catapulting ourselves out of England anyway, how? There you go. But it, it just happened to be by happenstance that we all landed in California. Well, I'll tell you something. Yeah. I actually moved to Dublin when I was 17 mm. and I loved it. It was a complete contrast to northern england and people in northern england were like why are you going there and so well there's something i need to do mm. and they're like well you know the irish hate you over there because of the way you speak mm. and you'll get your ass kicked or you might even be killed and 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 try not try to cover and i'll be like oh my god well i'm gonna go anyway but holy shit and then i got there and and i actually thought there was something up i thought that people were setting me up for something oh there's because, something going on behind because people were like hey i'll get you a job and if you want if you need to stay anywhere stay with well, me the irish and, people were like that and i'm yeah and i'm like the setting me somebody's setting me up here for something <laughs> bad and it ne- and they never did and i thought to myself you know what you know what the prevailing thought was the reason they're saying that is because that's how they would treat somebody from ireland mm, projection it, it's projection. It's yeah. like, well, anybody who comes from Ireland, we treat them that way. Well, and or, that reminds me of when I went from primary school, which you le- I left when I was 11, and I went to secondary school. Everybody knew you got your head dunked in the toilet yeah. by the kids older than you. Yeah. I mean, everybody knew that was going to happen, like, every day. And then you get there, and it never happens, but yeah. you're just thinking, isn't it kind of, it's like, kind of like that in a way. It's, yeah, that it's a fear, That weird thing. fear. That's been instilled. And you know what? I think... And you know where I think a lot of that, sh- that stuff comes from, man? And I'm going to say stuff instead of the other one. Good. Um, like back You're in, a better man than like me. Check it out. Back in the day, back in the day when they would do things, especially in England where we were born, you know, they would bring someone out and say, hey, this person did this in front of everybody, mm. set him on fire, hang him upside down, and then address your people. And then you go... <gasps> Okay, sure. We'll do yeah, it. I'm never going to do that again. Yeah, controlling the masses. So yeah. how much, uh, you know, how much has <clears throat> like been ingrained in our ancestral DNA? Like my my parents have been brought up in England for a while. You know, they're from all over the place. Like my grandparents and stuff like that. But 
uh, th- that all adds up, you know, mm. that all adds up in the people. And to get back to your question, which was coming to Southern California, which is where we all apparently are right now and ended up. It's like you said, man, it's, it's a weird place out there. And, and growing up, it, it was, I, I was like talking to my African American friends out here because when I talk with them, they all will, will want to know certain things. And they, and when we talk about what it was like for me growing up in England and, you know, I know everybody's got a story and all that, so I'm not saying anything about myself, but like, they can't believe it when I tell them how it is. They're like, shit, we all thought y'all were drinking like champagne every day oh, yeah. and, you know, burning <clears throat> effigies and we're like, well, let me tell you something what? about African-American. No and that's way, dude. To... Like everybody in England, when I, where, everywhere where I grew up, man, in schools, every day you're just, it's just fear and you hate everything that you're doing. Yeah. And the classroom Or setting. even if you're in school. Yeah. But, but I had to go to school. I, I, I never made it out of school. And, and that never stopped, man. That continued into college. It continued into university. And then I got a job working in a school for almost four years. And that was a great... Doing what? I was like a, a learning mentor with kids. God, that sounds... I have a psychology good. degree. Yeah, I, um, I, nice. I had a chat earlier with yeah. him about this. And it was fantastic. And it was very interesting for me to hear you David to talk about your uh, approach to the kids and how you did everything different than what the school's protocol or the what was the protocol for the school and what was your difference it's the same as every school right yeah it's same the same as, as every school. school what comply yeah comply yeah. and do what we tell you so that we can mold you into being and 90% of the shit you'll Pink, never Pink use Floyd, stuff Pink Floyd the wall basically right. yeah. you know what I mean and and I got this job as a learning mentor, which was a brand new role. No one had ever had it, and I got it when I was 21. And so that's great. Everyone, but all my peers were 40. Everyone I worked with was right. 40 that was in my job in other departments of the district. So I, it was good for me because I got to work with really great people. Um, but the thing that we were talking about was when I worked with the kids, man, I always was truthful with them. Right. I always told them. I was just always honest with them about stuff, and it made the experience jo- so joyful. And so uh, rewarding. And how was that compared to if you complied with what the role the teachers were doing? What was the difference? Oh, well, it wouldn't have worked because the way that they were doing it already wasn't working, which is why my job was created by the English government. And I was put into schools that met a certain criteria, like a low socioeconomic mm-hmm. area. So I was pumped in with kids who had like no mom, no dad, no mom and dad. Um, you know, drug addicts, you know, no uniform, can't get to school, no breakfast, you know, anything. So you get to work with all these really amazing people and angels and you realize if, you, if you're truthful with them, it can go however you want it to go. Mm. And then the, the, tr- the part for me where the rubber met the road for me was, and we didn't talk about this earlier, uh, was when their parents would pick them up sometimes. Uh, some of the things I would see in these moments. Psychic is real, right? Mm. So there were these moments when their parents would show up and pick up the kids and they would see these things happen between them, these interactions, these interactions that were invisible and they were nonverbal, but I would see them and think, oh, why can't I see this? What does it mean? And some of the, and some of the, the way the parents would come and handle the kids, I would have to walk <clears throat> to the other end of the school and just like call my girlfriend and be like, hey, how you doing you know mm. having one of those days mm. this mm. kid I just spent six hours with trying to like calm down all day because they got to but sleep. it emanates though regardless that six hours that you're calming that kid 
is, is, it's, is it's crucial. Great. It's great while it <clears> happens, <throat> but then the then the dad shows up and just grabs them and yanks them and gives them like whiplash, and they're only like yeah. five or six or something. In that moment, there's nothing you can do as a parent, really, as a as a as a worker at the school. But you you spent a quarter of their day with them. Yeah. And and in 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 retrospect, no matter how they treated after the with you, while they're with you, you're a zone of I'm, sanctuary. I'm, I'm just saying though that mentality <clears throat> that mentality of being truthful and honest and loving with people it was like playing Frogger. You had mm. to like you only got it in little portions. You have to like navigate it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's, true, yeah. uh, that's why I have uh, you know. Um, you know, it was it was, a, it was an amazing experience, but uh, I I realized it had its shortcomings because at the end of the day, they're not my kids, and you can't do certain things with them. Like people would say to me, "Hey, you know the way you are with the kids, you know, you know they climb all over you. You know if they fall off of you, you know you'd be sued or something." It's like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah. Like that's got nothing to do with it. No one's gonna fall. Like everything's fine. Nothing's inappropriate. We're good. We're just coming from a great place, which is a place of truth, mm. and that's where everybody feels good, and we're having a great time, and everything's working out. We have a before school group, a, uh, we have a, a dinner time group, an after school club group. We have all these different groups, and and we're doing these cool things, and and we don't have to lie about <clears> it. And that was the part, the problem with the politics in the what, school. What what lies? Like for instance, let me ask you that. Let me just tell you this: if somebody had said to me when I was at school. Listen, don't worry about this. All this stuff that you're going through right now, it's not going to mean that much to you when you're an adult. In, instead, of, instead of this, life this is everything thing, right yeah. now, and if you don't get this right for the yeah. rest of your life, you're going to be suffering. And that's the problem. Is, 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 is that what you're getting at when you're talking about truth? I think maybe there's some, maybe there's some aspect of truth to that, yeah. But I, I just mean simple stuff, man. Like, you know, it's a big conversation what we're talking about. I don't want to, like, hog the mic, so to speak, but... You know, we're just telling so many lies on so many different levels without realizing it, that it pollutes our our filters, you know? And so when we are at war for the past forever and no one knows which way's up and no one knows where water is or how to grow food or anything like that, really, we all rely on a chain of something that stores are open, basically. We're like living on a, a weird edge of uh, having a lot, but having to rely on a lot too you know we've become somewhat i've you know empowered but disempowered at the same time and and i think a lot of that starts from what how we treat kids just from day one yeah you know think, introducing think, these little these little systematic lies and and they don't ever resonate with me and, and even today you know that's why what we were talking about earlier with social media you know people portray this like thing and god it it's it's bizarre to me you know what what people uh how people express themselves and mm. what what they're based on and, and again when it comes down to truth you know people always told me to tell the truth and to be honest so that's kind of where i come from and i find a lot of quality in that that's all so if someone else say something i think there's there's a big a big um importance on yes we're in a rich place we're in a place of affluency and we're in a place of uh, access and resources and all that kind of stuff but yet we don't have any inner resources or we don't have any inner uh, substance or, or riches and I think that's what you're getting at when you get to a kid and the kid's going to be molded you know you're molding that kid to just conform do what we tell you and then you're going to have to rely on everything else it's outside of your power later on we're in a, a first world country and as you've just said we have a lot of systems in place where you can rely on everything and if any of them systems break down you're screwed if something happened to the the national grid and we don't have electricity right who can go out and catch food? Yeah. Who can skin a rabbit? Who can start a fire? Who can start a fire? Yeah. Who can 
self-sustained? Who can grow something from from a seed? Like who? Few and far between. Exactly. Who can, so do, who do can you defend think, themselves? Yeah. Who do, can do, defend themselves? Do you think that's uh, oh, all right? So do you think society is uh, has been molded so that the the populace are like sheep? They're just easily controlled. It looks that way. You you really do, yeah. No, I said it looks that way, but it also could just be that way out of chance, or you know, it's not like it could it could be a conspiracy. It could not be a conspiracy. Yeah, I feel the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It, it, it certainly looks both ways, mm. insanely. Like you could go one of each way and not really blame anybody for going either side of the fence. But but that's neither there you know there. What is? Um, is is the daily and and so a big thing for me is uh, I sp- I live in Venice right so and I, I like that I like that phrase what is is the daily actually that that makes a lot of sense yeah. what is is you you just your daily routine it, well, it's now isn't it it's living what? in the moment it's daily the daily thing that the you know, <clears throat> we all want to be this frigging Buddhist like guru god like. Whatever you know. you're already that. He's so humble. That's not for me to decide. That's what the the masses say about me. But anyway, but we all attain to do something better and whatever. But some sometimes it's not practical. You can't think and be in the moment all the time. As much as you wish to, as much as you want to, you right, have to right, right. Project your thoughts to the future. Okay, what am I going to do next week? I've got to figure out how to do now. What I can you know make easier later on. We have mm. to have that, and we also pull from the past too. You can't get away ever uh, ever from from what's molded you and you can't sometimes get away from the things that have you know stuck you in the leg as a thorn and 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 that pain's still there and you can still revisit that memory you can always be pulled back into the past and all that kind of stuff i think it's impractical to think that everyone can be this person and can be right right in that moment it's just not practical yeah you'd be be almost like psychotic well you know on the daily in this society, you'd be like the T one thousand or something. Exactly, yeah, that's right. It's right. hard to attain. It's hard to attain. But as much as you can, more often than not, we like, or I think it would be a nice thing for you to do and, and spend thinking about just on the daily. It would be a nice thing for you as a person, and that would grow you as a rich person inside. Mm. And again, going back to that, let's feed yourself. Let's feed this knowledge. Like we're all uh, sitting here, we're all characteristics of wanting to do a little better or wanting to explore or wanting to expand that horizon that, that is your mind mm-hmm. you know hence why we're here and we're not living in the country where we were born you know we didn't get the choice to be uh, born where we were born but we still got that choice to expand horizons or not listen to the people that are telling you do this and do that and, and you'll be good and keep them blinkers on and don't look anywhere else uh, and we chose not to do that and we chose to expand the horizons mm. I had a conversation with a student the other day and I was, they were asking a little bit, actually no it wasn't a student, it was the woman at the dog park. Right, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah, I told you about this, yeah. the woman at the dog park and she's asking me where you're from, your, your accent sounds northern and blah blah blah, her husband happened to be English too and I was explaining how I wanted always and I got good at being alone, so I practiced at being alone so I got good at it, so that meant that I could practice about not worrying about what people think or not worrying about what the gang was doing or not worrying about being in a in a situation of okay I'm comfortable because everyone's doing the same and nobody's doing anything different and, and everything looks good I got good at being away from that so I kept expanding my perimeter expanding my perimeter first it was with a bicycle and then it was at the side of the lake and then it was being alone at the side of the lake fishing and then it was a motorcycle and so me my catching my, rabbits yeah you know shooting and catching you know, rabbits <laughs> and, them. and stuff yeah. like that, snaring and stuff and then it was like, okay, well, now... Trout tickler. 
trout tickle. I've tickled a few trouts in my time. Let me tell you. Your wellies like this. Or rolling up your rolling up your trousers. Tell you what, a couple of pikes too. <laughs> pikes, pikes, pikes bite. I hear they do, but only if you're careful. You can get away with it. Really? But anyway, the, the 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 point is that you're expanding horizons. You're expanding that that knowledge and that that understanding of the world. And I think we yeah. all share the same thing. We mm-hmm. want to know why. Yeah. We want Expansion, to question everything. Right. Expansion and is that conscious? Is that so? Is that a consciousness thing, like a consciousness? Expansion? Well, I think a conscious thing is that you don't conform or a you soul, don't like a soulful thing. Mm. Is that is that the true spirit, a spiritual? I don't know if it's expansion. a spirit. You know what I think it is. In my case, it's it's a, almost like a panic, and and this may not be the right word I'm using, but th- th- we've only got a certain amount of hours, certain amount of heartbeats, certain amount of certain amount of time on this earth, and just fitting in as much as possible of what you really want to do. And then taking into consideration that you have to work, you have to sleep, you know, mm. you, you have to do other things that take away time from that. Mm. It's kind of distressing in many ways mm. for me. And there's For you, but not for others. <clears throat> and, and, and I think that's down to the individual because you see mm. many people, and I, I grew up with people that are maybe third generation of a factory worker. Mm. I actually worked on a factory for, for a period yeah. of time at, at Dalton, so I got to see these people. Royal Dalton, yeah. Royal yeah. Dalton, and... The leak. Yeah. And three generations in, you know, the, the, the father and the grandfather worked on this factory and stuff. And I'm like, don't you want to do anything different? Like, is this, is this it? It's almost genetic after a while, is though, isn't it? it? Well, it's learned, isn't it? It's learned. Yeah. You're told, you know, you're told you're not supposed to do that. You're told, even though you want to, or maybe something within you that you want to explore, you're told as a little kid, bang, you know slap across the knuckles you know you're going to be seen and not heard and you conform it's, and a, it's, was... it's an archetype though that the wanderer right it is but there's not many the of them Zimmerman. The, 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 well a, a Zimmerman was like a wondering like a nomad uh, well like a, a, a like a wondering artisan in 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 certain in a sense, you mean like a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really. You go from one thing to the other, learning. You know, like it, like an artesian, like an artist type thing. Y- yeah, usually I they'd be, that's what I usually they'd like have a, a trade. bohemian. There's, yeah, they'd have a trade yeah. Yeah. and they'd go from that's town to town and then a, li- a likely lad. <laughs> that's what I said. A doctor. Bossa, yeah, <laughs> exactly. A dirty doctor. But yeah, there's them people that are just drifting to Yeah, I was going to say that Tyson Fury. That's the word I was thinking of. Um, and and I was thinking of what Tyson Fury's catchphrase is, and it is it's dosser. Oh, you dosser, yeah. Yeah, dosser. what a dosser. We used to say that all the time. I know, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I'm going for a dos. I'm on yeah. a dos. And it just meant just <laughs> nobbing off, like yeah. doing now, just being a. You know what, what was the thing that you used to? Yeah, it's in the clouds. That was what you used to always say to to me or or other people when you weren't that person that would conform. When you weren't that person that was listening to that just diarrhea of shit that was coming out of the teacher or the person's yeah. you know mouth that, that they were talking about crap that wasn't any way shape or form interesting to you and it didn't pertain to any part of your life at that moment in time oh he's just a kid with his head in the clouds well yeah i was a dreamer dreaming for bigger things i didn't want these constrictive uh, uh blinkers on i wanted to go and do other things i wanted to see and and, and feel that expansion because i'd practiced it being alone so it wasn't scary to me but uh, but aloneness not loneliness, but aloneness can be very alluring after a while, especially oh, when yeah. you've done it for a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and it becomes very hard then to actually be around somebody, live with somebody, or, or be intimate with somebody on a, on a grand scale, you know? It, uh, when, once you've been alone for a while, it, it's kind of, 
it, it's almost the way to be. You what, know? Would, what would bring you back, mm. you think? The right kind of person or people. Check it out, though. What is aloneness, man? Like, I don't know. I, I, I guess so. I guess, I guess as far as people go, I hear what you're saying. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, because we are social animals, you know, we're still... Sh- that's, we that's, why, that's, why the Zim, that's why the Zimmerman is an interesting character, the Wanderer, because there's a sense of aloneness, but at the same time, you're going from place to place, which is where really, you see people, right? Mm. You said something so you, you, really you get, you get the best of both worlds. You get the ability to kind of piece out, but at the same time, to piece in, to, get the, to, to, find, to find those new people. You said something really poignant earlier that struck me. We were talking about the school days when you were uh, a teacher and you were... I was a learning about, mentor. I wasn't a teacher, sorry, technically. Well, 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 in a sense, you yeah, were teaching yeah, yeah. people. You were learning people a different way of looking at the world. Which brings me to my next point. You said earlier about, okay, we have all this stuff. We have this technology. We have all these things that we can partake in as far as immediate uh, uh, attention-grabbing media or whatever it is. You know, it, it's either you know somebody talking to your phone or whatever, or computer. And you said something really important and... You said, look at nature, look outside, just go outside and stand there and look around it, and everything's just amazing. The trees, the birds, oh, yeah, you know, the sunset. The was sunset. The time. Just yeah. something that was, that was naturally there and it's there every day that we just kind of get. And it's free. And it's, free. And it's, and it's, and it's Oh yeah, I think it was, my, was it when my sister said that any day that she goes outside exactly with her that. husband and her son, which is my nephew, it's the best day ever. Mm. If you just go outside as a family, it's the best day ever. Mm. You don't have to do anything else that day because mm. she went outside altogether. That's what's up, man. That's that's some real truth right there. Yeah, just just you know, looking at the ants, taking a moment. And yeah, just... dude. I actually find ants fascinating. Now you now you say that, I just find the organizational capabilities of ants to yeah. be just fantastic. And I actually don't like a diverting them. You know, like if I get <laughs> ants in it, I really don't. I don't like it. I, I, I you know when you see people go, there's ants everywhere. Well, they're not. They're in a straight line and they're, they're there for a purpose. They're actually on a purpose. That's you don't crazy. see them like all over the place. You just see them in a straight line going to a specific food source and then taking that food source back. They're so organized that I don't consider them dirty mm. because I think something that organized can't be no, they can't diseased. Be dirty. You know they what I mean? Be dirty. It's a higher level of, of consciousness. They're clean, as, they're clean as heck, dude. When you see what ants and bees do... Oh, unbelievable. Oh bees especially. Gosh. I'd love to be. I'd love to learn beekeeping, in all, in all fairness. Bee. I think that that's one of the highest echoes. If you look at... Um, if you look at a lot of very learned people that became they became yeah. beekeepers, they'd be like Socrates, Plato. You know why? Because I, I think it's kind of simple. You think you think they're getting out of that I, kind I think, of? I think it's really easy to do, and it's amazing. Like I, uh, I put royal jelly in my hair sometimes. You know what royal jelly is? Yeah, of course, yeah. So I put that in my hair sometimes, and and, and it dries real hard. Like you can twist your hair into like dreadlocks, basically. So I like anyway, whatever. And uh, when I do that, I, so there'll be like twenty bees in my hair, all crawling around, and people will be taking photos of my head, and it feels so cool to have bees in your hair. Like it like feels good. <laughs> And Are you talking about real bees? Is that real, real bees? You, so you allow bees to be in your hair? Yeah. You're a nutcase. No, man. Nature's <laughs> no, real. No, this is the new thing. Nature's <laughs> real, dude. Nature, <laughs> nature's like an amazing thing. And not, not, not necessarily to be afraid of. But if you go swatting at them and you start agitating them, that's a different story. You know Plus, don't, don't do what I'm saying if anybody's listening to this. Hopefully nobody's listening. But... Uh, Oh, they're listening. Or at least, at least they're not listening to what I'm oh, saying. They're listening. They're listening. Oh, they're I'm listening. They might not. They might not say Don't they're listening, but they're listening. <laughs> they're watching. Don't listen to me. I'm just a little guy from Swindon living it up. 
But you know, Aha. I, I noticed that when when you get bees or wasps or used to come around me, I, you know, I never used to swat them. Or I don't swat them, and I've never no. been stung by a bee. Wasps, like, I don't like. Tickle, but bees, I they love. They tickle you. They I walk just, on your skin. Just move them away. But the bees do here are different. We do you remember bumblebees yeah. when we were a kid. Yeah. Do you remember big, them? Big, big I don't bumble see bumblebees around here. What they say as bees, I see as wasps. I'm like, that's a wasp. Yeah, and they dude. go, no, that's a bee. I go, no. Bumblebee. I, I remember bumblebees. But they're the loveliest things. Wasps here are beasts, though. Yeah, yeah. there are wasps here, whatever they are, those are real, man. Those are some gnarliness. Yeah. But in England, wasps are not really much. And a bee, uh, in England, a bumblebee, if it stings you, that it's dead. Yeah. yeah. So so obviously they're preserving that, that for life and death. Mm-hmm. But the idea of honey, making honey, beekeeping, the, 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 the combs that they make, Dude. it's just absolutely, that, that kind of, that, Kind of inbred engineering, en- engineering that's that's, that's genetic. Genetic yeah. is just fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. You know, bro. There was a time in Venice about two or three years ago, and I don't know exactly what happened, but somebody said that sometimes people will bring a queen bee, and they'll just put it somewhere, and, and I guess somebody put one on a on a bicycle seat, and it was right on the boardwalk in Venice. And about three hours later, it was, was just full, bro. There was a million bees on it. Drones and all af- over the And place. after about four or five hours, there was a full-on comb, and it was there for about forty-eight, wow. hours, maybe longer than forty-eight hours, dude. It was crazy. The bees. They had to corner it all up. They had police there twenty-four-seven. It's just a great gift to humanity. And you see bees how, are you a great see how easy you see how quick and easy and effortless it is, and it blows your mind. And you know what's interesting too is if you look at the. Um, the nose of the uh, the Voyager or whatever it is, whatever they use to come back into Earth, mm-hmm. right? When they go to space, they use the honeycomb design mm-hmm. on the nose because it's it's pretty much a, 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 it's, it's the, the most strong. It's, it's the best way. It's the best strength, mm. like uh, format design or whatever it is. That that it's hexagonal design. Uh, yeah. Something about the geometry of it. Yeah, it's just number one. You know, and it's it's like the bees go to. Mm-hmm. The guy that I know that is a beekeeper, he he tells me stories. I could tell you a million stories, but I don't know. And it, and it, after he told me one of the stories, he he talks about how in Egypt they always buried the mummies or the kings, the pharaohs, when they mummified them, they'd always bury them with honey, right? Mm. And uh, he says that the Egyptians uh, learned from the bees. Like he always talks about it to me. It's crazy because if you look at the bees, if you go into a beehive. If a lizard gets into a beehive, the bees will kill it and mummify it. Holy heck. They'll take out all of its internal organs and then they'll mummify it in propolis to make it antiseptic, antibacterial, antimicrobial. Holy God. Dude, it's crazy, man. Bees are amazing. And they're just buzzing around. Check it out. David Attenborough, Planet Earth. I'm, you've probably seen it. Of course, yeah. yeah. So they go up into this tree somewhere in Whereverville. And it's just a huge beehive, and they're a million miles up a tree. You know what I'm saying? It's unbelievable wherever they are. And um, they say, watch this. And they get a stick. It's classic. And they just put it close to the beehive. And as soon as the stick gets to a certain area of the beehive, they don't touch the beehive because they're conservation animal lovers. So they don't actually poke the hive. But when they get close enough to the hive, the bees go from being on the hive... And some of them just kind of floating around in like a constant moving, like, and then they'll go on and others will come off and fly around. They go from just chilling when the stick comes, they all glue to the hive and they, they pulsate like a wave that moves all the way through the hive, like a, like a perfect wave. So they all become one instantaneously. Wow. Psychic Mm -hmm. is real. Yep. 
they all instantly unite in, in motion, man. And, and they do that to show so that they appear to be one giant entity right. moving as one. And they are, really. Like, like the back of a... And they are. Of a, the back of a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Right. Of the Rhodesians. Like the yeah. back of a cat. They try to simulate. I mean, what? Yeah. And that happens in a split second just by putting a stick there. Yeah, just by putting some imminent danger. Mm. They change from their... Just their, by getting near. Yeah, just to change from their demeanor. And, it, and this is a, this is bees not going to school, not creating electricity, not... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just as bees just doing It's genetic stuff. behavior, and it's, it's fascinating. It's not just genetic behavior, it's... Um, what do you call that? Unexplainable, really. It is. Most, you know, nature... nature it's na- na- natural, a- elemental life or something I mean who, who knows what that is who knows what that's called but th- well, that, that, that's a, that's an ancestral um, it's a survival technique don't you think it's, it's something that's been it's something been, it's like it's biblical man up. it's oh, more yeah. than that I mean that, that's as real as it gets mm. you know and, and, and I think of when I see that I automatically think like what, what, what do humans do that's like that so if people dance together, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. If people sing together, that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. You know, motion pictures are very popular because it's nice when people unite in that way. But then I, when people mourn, when people mourn for somebody, when people mourn, yeah, the, the human the human connection is pretty cool. You mean like a connection, like? On but it mass? seems to be effortless, you know. Like my yeah. point is that we all go to schools and we do all this fancy stuff, and maybe it's just my minuscule mind not being able to comprehend things, but. I see something so great in what those bees do in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think that that's something that we're not doing or something. Mm-hmm. I, I can't help but think that. Maybe it's because I'm ungrateful. Mm-hmm. But, but I really do. And I think about that a lot of the times in nature. When I, when I see birds of paradise, the mm-hmm. males, when they do those dances. Have you seen those? Yeah. yeah. What? I used to. I used what, what is your version of that? When you go up and talk to a girl, is that what you do? No, I don't go up to talk to girls. No, but you know what I mean, though. Yeah, but, like, well, where's your that? Okay, when well, nature just goes, bim. My, my, I mean, my maybe dad, it's, I, I don't know. I suppose it's the way I dress. It's the maybe. way I cover myself in tattoos. It's the way yeah. I walk. Right. It's the way I throw my shoulders back and chest out or whatever. You know, you, we all have these these gestures where you, um, well, you can go one or two ways. You know, you feel good about yourself or you feel down about yourself and your posturing and, and the way you present yourself to the world can indicate that. My Maybe. posturing is supposed to... That seems disconnected good. to me, though, because what we were talking about with the bees and the other animals, oh, yeah. that seems so much more connected with its own species. It is, but we can't walk around with, like... No, I know. You know, we can't, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only so much that you can do. Now society's been constructed to be a certain way, so there's only certain ways that we can do something which is so primal you know you could walk around and, and, and start beating your chest and be primal saying yeah I'm, I'm alpha male and you know everybody wants to mate with me because I've got the most you know fearsome kind of growl or whatever you know you could go primal like that and still get the same result as far as making yourself seen but we can't do that in society because of the constraint constraints do you think we've we we've, do you think we've unlearned it because uh, of because of the way society it, and we've had to unlearn it and I don't know whether um, the reason we've had to unlearn it is, um, is, is because, in that sense, it would be hard to control everybody because everyone who's a male had the access to be an alpha male, hmm. like or or has the chance or the choice maybe to want to be an alpha male. We have pecking orders in society, and if we had so many opportunities to be in a pecking order and choose that pecking order or want that pecking order, it, could, it would be kind of chaotic. So I think we've been 
orchestrated to move away from that in some way. And that is probably by the biggest uh, alpha male, which is the one who has the most resources, the one who has the most power, the most leverage. And, and that has come not with um, fear anymore. That's come with wealth and, and, and the ability to have resources because of wealth. You know, you can't, you can't put your emphasis on, okay, I'm the one who's going to rule this kingdom now by killing people. Certain places in the world you can't still happen, you know, certain places that we're not privy to that is happening right now, that there's people slaughtering people for their gain uh, to keep them in the position that they're in. Yeah. And, and, and mob we, mentality. Uh, well, yeah, mob mentality, but also the government that we have now and the governments now in, the, in, in, in the, the first world countries that we have, they're still a part of that game that goes on behind our... Behind our yeah. um, um, view that we have there's still bombings going on there's still bombing and there's still um ammunition and and bombs and uh, weapons of war that are funded by governments that actually don't get seen to be doing that per se but they are involved in it and it's all for that cause where the people at the very very top the one percent of the people in the world they're still allowing themselves to be and making sure that they're they're in that position by that they're, they're it's like partaking the national war the machine game. right you know what well, there's a there's a whole, there's a world now, and the world's really small because the technology has allowed us to understand that the world's really small. So, if the world's really small, then there's still an opportunity for people to question things. So you don't need people questioning things. You need people to be shutting up and getting on with what they're doing, which is being controlled. Yeah, but don't you think that technology has has, has kind of wiped that aside to a certain? And and what I'll say is, I think our gift as humanity right now is adaptability. And, well, and I'll yeah, tell you, the more adaptable survival. you are, the more liable you are to succeed in the hierarchy of things. And I'll, for, for instance, I, I've always been like a technophobe, you know? Right. So, so some new technology will come along and it'll take me a while to get my, hand, uh, my head around it. But I know some people who are very adaptable, so they'll, they'll pick up a new technology very quickly. Chuck yeah. is one who, who, at 87 years old, a new technology will come along and he'll pick it up instantly and he'll be on it. You know, it's a far cry from 1931 mm. to now, you know, yeah. and, and that has created a situation where he's, he's, he's living in the present. Mm. He's able to reach out to a lot more people. He's able to, he, he understood back in the day, fi- finances and technology of the day mm. Mm. and where that would lead. Mm. And I think the more, so, so the more adaptable you are, regardless of your social economic start, in these days, mm-hmm. the more liable you're going to be to succeed mm-hmm. in any capacity. Because we know that as soon as you get financially successful in this particular society, then every other door opens mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's easier now than it has been for any other generation. Because this technology here, right in your phone, mm-hmm. can, 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 you can create a multi-million dollar business in the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. Or get any piece of information you could possibly want. A billion dollar business. A, a billion dollar business. Kylie Jenner, right? Of course, yeah. You know, I mean, you look at that. That doesn't mean to say, Crazy. you look at someone like Kylie Jenner and you say, and, and I don't mean to, you know, to, to put her down here, but you, you don't say, well, she's a member of Mensa. You know, she's, she's a Princeton grad. Yeah. You, you, just, you just say, well, all right, right. She understands social media. She understands what the trends are. And she's put them both together and she's created a billion dollar industry. 
some people don't like that idea, but it's it's just the way it is. Oh yeah. Right. The 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 more fame you get, the more exposure you get, the more you'll get when it comes to cash, mm-hmm. advertising, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So therefore, then the bird with the with the most beautiful dance, the the brightest feathers, gets the pick of all the 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 prospective mates. Yeah. Mm. However, it may well, be. more exposure, and 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 you think about it, it's always the hundred to one. Now it's the billion to one, right? So. You know, th- there was always a thing with us when we when we were at school. We'd always we'd always be like, well, you know, you know, you'd you'd, you'd approach a chick and she'd go, no, you, you not you, no, and you'd never. go, all right, and you got the next one, no, and you got the next one, no. You might not have had this scenario, I never did that, yeah. but but the thing is that there was a few of us who weren't exactly going to be doing a GQ cover shot in the in 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 the near future, and would go. Well, out of every 100, one of them's got to say, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you understand what I mean, right? I understand what you're okay. saying. Okay, so with that being said, now it's not 100 to 1. It's like there's millions out there. Yeah. And out of those millions, it's like, well, if there's a million, then there's 10,000 who'll say, yeah. And that translates to everything. That's not just a sexual thing. That's when it comes to money or when it comes to influence or when it comes to getting your message out, right? Mm-hmm. A billion people, you could possibly get a billion people to listen to what you're saying. And out of that billion people, if a million just take heed, mm. then you've got something, mm. right? So it's not necessarily the social economic um, um, position you were born into. It's how adaptable you are. Yeah, how are you going to look at the times you know? and, and, and make True. the best of what you've got in front of you? Yeah, so adaptability is the key to success, really. What is success? What's the key to adaptability? Is that exactly is that an innate maybe intelligence, is. or is it something that your parents put in you, or well, the again, environment, or both, or it could, it could be a little bit of. I mean, I mean, I know there's no answer to that. I'm tongue in cheek asking it, but no. But what about? Uh, but I, I agree. I agree that um, the people that the adaptability people that not, is key to. Well, it's 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 how you've been how did brought you adapt up. To like not being they an talk Indian? about evolution, right? Evolving. How did you adapt to not being in England because you didn't like it? How did you, Dave, adapt to not being in England when you didn't like it? How did I adapt? To the situation. What was your adaptability that you were in England, you didn't like it? What am I going to do? What was the adaption? Um... Mine was, I can't wait to get out of this hole. Yeah. Mine was panic. That was the, Mine that, was that was the, the, the longer was, I spend here, the longer I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That was the underlying, that was the main focus. Yeah. And on some level, it was... I just used to love going places. I'd always have friends in Europe or friends somewhere or friends in America I could come visit. And every time I would visit somebody outside of England, I would go, oh, my God. Like, so the, the return thing? journey was always, okay, yeah. I need to make one. There's no return. I felt the same. I had there's a, no return journey. jealousy from people who lived outside of England. There was one a gym I was training in, Bodyline Gym in Leeds, 17, just before I left England. Mm. And this guy t- turned around at one point, and he was kind of a... In the gym, he was kind of respected, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and he said... Big man on campus. Yeah, so what, what, what we do is... The, 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 all, all, the, all the equipment... Known as a prick to everybody else. <laughs> no, no, no. He was a real nice guy. But the thing is... <laughs> the nice prick. I, I remember this. He had a mullet. Oh, he did? And, and I thought, fuck it. If, if only... Excuse me. I thought, heck. If only I could grow a mullet like that. Back in like... <laughs> ni- you know what I mean? Back in like 1992. <laughs> I had a mullet. And, and I'm like, God. So this guy, he was kind of... He was, he, he was well into training... And he said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to Australia. And I thought, you lucky bastard. You're getting out of here. God, how can I get out of here? Yeah. You know, you're getting out of here. 
And I, and I remember just this innate sense of jealousy. He's going to Australia. He's going to the furthest possible place from here. Yeah. A place that's warm and a place that's... Now, obviously, you know, you, your problems in Australia or your problems in the United States in Southern California are just as pertinent as your problems back home, really. Mm-hmm. It might be a better environment, that's all. But I, I remember that one particular instance and I thought to myself, I've got to go. So I've got to get out of here. So there was an element of, like you say, there's an element of jealousy, but then there's also an element of adventure. There's also an element that I'm sure that you went through, how am I going to do it? Yeah. And then there's an also an element of, well, how am I going to do it and, and what am I going to face if I go and do it? Do you, like, know, what the, you know what the what biggest kicker was about doing it? This is, this is how I justified giving up everything, is the fact that I didn't have anything. And I thought to myself, when I was a, when I was a kid... Obviously, I'd, I'd been kicked out. I was on my own. I had a few family members who were very, you know, very giving. But I said to myself, I could be in England working a crap job, not doing what I want to be doing, or living somebody else, or living somewhere else, working a crap job, but at the same time doing what I really want to be doing. Mm. All I've got to do is leave. So when I went and did a recce in Dublin... I remember going to a hostel and thinking, this is eight pounds a night and I get breakfast. That's not my bed sitting in England. You know, sharing a bathroom with five other people is twice as expensive as that. Oh. I can do this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So the... the uh... Where was that? What's that? Where did you go to? Uh, from, from England to Ireland. To Dublin, right, right, right. And when I came to America... I remember saying to my boss, you know, I'm going. And one of the girls who worked in the nightclub of the people I used to work for, um, the, my, the, the people I worked for owned a nightclub and we used to do shifts in the nightclub just because we, didn't, we weren't drinkers. So they said, well, this is, a, this is extra for you if you want to do it. So it was our way of socialising. So she said to me, you're not coming back. And I said, I'm only going for two weeks. I'm going to America for two weeks. I'm just going on a bus holiday to do a bit of training. You're not coming back. I went, whatever. I never came back. So <laughs> I went on holiday. Psychic <laughs> is real. I went on holiday for two weeks and stayed 18 years. <laughs> Good. Bizarre, right? Well, not bizarre, really. And the, the night he and I met was my, my second week in, in um, California. And he's walking towards me. You're, you're going towards town, right? Mm. And I'm coming back to 8th Street and I saw this the way he was walking I was a walking what was I doing peacocking yeah (laughs) it's like shaping you were like like this and it was like a silhouette as I see it in my mind because it was dark right yeah it was dark and I remember and I thought fuck it he's from northern England (laughs) and and we're walking and I I had said in my mind I thought if I walk right towards him he's not going to (laughs) move You, you know what I mean? In my head. And, I, and he goes, and I thought, right, watch this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this as an experiment. And I'm walking towards him, and he's walking towards me. And we literally got that close, and, and it was almost like, get out, of my, get out of my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, you're from Northern England. Remember that? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, yeah are you? I went, yeah, where are you from? And he, I went, well, we said, well, what are we going to do? I don't know. Well, let's go and try and find, find somewhere. Point. So we went off. We went into a, uh, there was a door open. Right, we heard music. We heard, we heard music, and, and we just walked, just walked into in. somebody's house. Wow! Mm-hmm. And and they just welcomed us in, yep. gave us a beer. That's amazing. Yeah, and that's how we met. But going back to that peacocking and going back to how you present <laughs> yourself to the world, I was walking alone down that street, 
the way I would walk alone in the street in England. Yes, yeah. And you were walking yeah. in England <laughs> just because you had to be the alpha male. You had to be yeah. that person. And if who, you show weakness, you show if you walk weakness, to the side like this, yeah. somebody's going to have you. Yeah. So you'd have to be like, no, I, this is me. Yeah. This is my street. It's not their tall, street. Tall, <laughs> yeah. It's the way of, of presenting yourself to the world. And sometimes it can be harsh, but sometimes it's, ne- it's necessary. Dog eat dog, right? If you're not the biggest dog, you're going to get eaten. Yeah. That's just the mentality that you grow up in in your environment. You know, and, and that's just the way it is. You find yourself on that pecking order. Where do you want to be on that pecking order? Do you want to be at the top, dictating what happens underneath you? You know, shit rolls down, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just that, maybe it's just that quality that all humans have. You just have that innate quality to find yourself I think on a pecking order. I think what it is, it's, it's an inequality that blokes in general have, men. And, Not and, anymore. And no, but no, but this is this Have is you been thing. to West Hollywood? <sighs> yeah, I was Have there. I was staying in a motel there the last couple of days. <laughs> oh I, I was, I, I, and I'm, I, I tell you, I'm, it's I'm, all I'm, confusing I'm, to me. But this is what was, this is one thing that's not confusing to me is the fact that this idea of the toxic male or toxic masculinity is something that I find <laughs> reviling. I just don't think it exists. Yeah, I, I honestly don't. I think I think the thing is this, is that as a man, you try and be as compassionate as possible, but you always have to have a side of you that's willing to, to be nasty, mm. and and the reason being is because that's how we've always been. We've always we've always had to protect what's ours, mm. ever since the woolly mammoth. Do you remember we were talking about yesterday? Yeah. We were talking about the woolly mammoth. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, you, you, there has to be. What was, um, um, we were talking about living in a cave. <laughs> no, the invention of sleeping bags. Oh yeah, the invention of a silkworm up there. You're like, God, I'm bloody cold, and there's a worm up there that's got a nice little cocoon. No, it was you're sitting in your fucking cave, right? Sorry, excuse me. Like, I'm, no, I swear, like, go a, ahead. Or whatever. Nobody cares. But you're sitting in your cave, like your Neanderthal man. You're sitting in your cave, and you can't go out and do your daily. Pilt down, man. Yeah, you, you can't go out and do your daily hunt because the mammoths around, and you know you just got to bide your time until you can go out. The mammoths classic, knocking classic about. Classic caveman thoughts. Yeah, so you're looking in the cave and you're bored and you're Unga freezing, bunga. thinking. I'm freezing here. It's pissing down outside. The mammoth's about traipsing about. I can't go out and get me. Uh, can't go out and get me me alcohol, whatever. Yeah. And you look up in the corner of the cave above your your musings, your little like drawings on the wall that you've been making because you've been bored. Things to do. And you see things to do as a caveman, and you see this this spider putting its prey in a cocoon, yeah. and it's in this cocoon, and you go, Jesus Christ, that looks pretty warm. You don't say, he wasn't born okay, for like well, two million say, years. You, you say, what would you say? What Ancient you say? Egyptians. Yeah, no, would it be even, say, it'd be long before that, wouldn't it? You'd, you'd say something like... you say, like, holy pharaoh. No, you wouldn't even say holy pharaoh. Before that, it's before, before religion. What could you say? It's all oh, the sun. It's oh, a holy sun. sun. Yeah, holy sun, yeah, holy sun. Sun or, worshippers. Or, yeah, or, maybe or, maybe they didn't need to do that then. Maybe they were complete maybe they were walking gods. I no, I think they were I think they're probably sun worship. They saw a big yellow orange ball in the sky and they were like, That's gotta be it. Yeah, it's or it it's warming us. Mythological creatures that were born about by imagination when you were you know, sleeping in your cave at night and you're thinking something's gonna get you, it could have been a a bear. I don't think they were mythological caves. I think they were real. It could have been an a, a accumulation of all them yeah. things. It could have been that you know your imagination mermen. adding to your dick. Yeah, mermen. Mermen. Half man, half woman. It's mermen. Half bird. They're all over the place. <laughs> but anyway, you're looking at this frigging spider and you're thinking to yourself, "Look at that! That's oh, a lovely yeah. little cocoon that that spider's made around its prey." 
that looks pretty warm. And what is that shit coming out of the spider's arse? Like, what is that silk? What is that stuff? Because we were talking about... So the first... Everything starts from a thought, right? So everything starts... That's exactly what we're talking about. The first sleeping bag was a dookie sleeping bag. Maybe, I don't know. Who knows? But... Like, but what happened know, when man. that first? What happened when that person saw silk coming out of a silkworm? Yeah. How did that go from, you know, making something out of uh, the, it's the silk to clothing? You know, it all comes from a thought. And back to what I was saying, everything yeah. is internal. Everything is internal inside our minds, and everything inside our minds has to emanate outwards. And it's amazing what you can do and what you can achieve when you let that happen. When you let what's inside your body and inside your mind emanate outwards instead of being told what you need to be uh, doing or, or, or thinking and, and pushing everything back in and, and suppressing that inner feeling mm. I think it was a good suppressing little... that inner you know what I, I actually got I was concentrating on Jack there for while you were doing that on the last like five seconds of that Yeah. so I didn't quite get the last five seconds <laughs> Yeah, You're talking about the, uh, we've, got, the last five we've got the dog here with us he's, he's a little uh, Jack Russell and his name is imaginatively he's got, Jack. He's got a piece on him too, so watch so, it. He, he, no, no, right, no, no, no. <laughs> I just mean on the hall. Look at him. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a stud, man. He's my little um, compadre. That's right. Um, and he's right here with us, but he's got nothing to say at the moment. He's got a lot of things to uh, show us, but not much to say. All right, Dave. So tell us a bit about yourself. I, I, you're like a mystery man, as far as I'm concerned, because this is my this is the first time I've ever met Dave. It feels like I've known you for, like, at least a year. Maybe. Maybe more than that. At least a year. And that was kind of the feeling that me and you got when we yeah. first met. At least that a year. And same with me and you, Dave. It was that feeling that I got too. We we're very much akin in. How we present ourselves to the world, I feel we're, yeah. we're you know, very uh, what I what I think is forthcoming as far as how we think and how we, you know, want to be as far as giving and being, uh, being truthful to the world, telling people who we are, what we mm. think, and and where we are in that 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 I suppose that position. Yeah, that's that's something that gets a lot of my attention. Um, how uh, disengaged. I was, I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but how disengaged I was, even as a quote-unquote healthy person growing up and putting together the pieces to really have a, a good working body, mm. you know, w- whether it's appropriate exercise or diet or... Diet's a major thing um, in England, man. I mean, it's a major thing everywhere, you know, that saying everybody eats, it's, it's like the biggest thing on the planet. It's bigger than religion. Uh, it's bigger than everything, but and, and it's so controversial. You can't really talk about it too much because people will, that com- it, you know, the conversation doesn't really happen a lot of the time because people have so many stigmas around it. Mm. So that's why I don't talk about it too much because it's rough. You know, mm. everybody's got everybody, and especially these days, everybody's like an expert, especially like health and wellness. Like everybody's. It's like Reiki, man. Everybody's this Reiki master these days. Oh, yoga. So. Yoga. I mean, I'm surprised how many people teach <laughs> yoga. I'm like, how many yoga teachers are there out there? You know? Too many. I mean, yoga's cool if you're doing it. Of course, I'm yeah. Saying. I'm it's not saying great... it's not cool. I'm just saying there's a lot of people yeah, out there who are teachers. I married one more. teacher. You married a yoga? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, I married yoga <laughs> teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So I give it a go. I'm the yoga yeah yeah yoga's a beast man yoga's definitely something it depends what kind of yoga you're doing there's a lot of yoga out there there's like dog yoga there's like getting drunk yoga yoga when there's like angry yoga I heard the thing yesterday that you're screaming and pissing and moaning when you're when you're in stretch positions 
I would be screaming and pissing on my own in stretch positions, to tell you the truth. But that, there's so many different forms of yoga now. I don't like the hot yoga. I think that's weird. That would something that I would probably do well with because I'm not a flexible person. Yeah. And in a hot environment, I think I'd be more flexible. Yeah, but yoga's so hot anyway. I can't yeah. understand why you need the heat. So going back to you and your... Potters. A little bit of something about you. Ha-ha. You studied a lot about nutrition and health. health and just food just and wellness, health and... Wellness, just wellness, yeah. basically. I was always, I've always been obsessed with wellness. Mm. Always, for some mm. reason. I don't were know you why. sick as a kid? Oh, or, or no, were you just, just just usual, just usual sick. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like colds and yeah, and stuff. regular shit. You go, you go in a swimming pool, you get an ear infection. Mm. You know, just mm. random shit. You get a stomach bug once a year or something. Um, so what so, was it that really drew you to figuring out food and nutrition and and what's I've always thought it made a lot of sense, and I've always felt a lot of contempt to the foods that I ate, even though I enjoyed eating them. So I used to like, uh, I used to like pigging out, so to speak. Mm. That's why I still I, love that. That's why I, I have a certain not authority, but I have a certain like uh, conviction in my words because I I've come from a place where like I would throw up after I ate, I would do that for weeks, mm. or I would just not eat for weeks. Do you consider that bulimia? I mean, will you believe well, it? I, I, it's not up for me to consider it, but it is considered that right, in okay. the DSM criteria. Mm. Right. So I'm just saying, like, all sorts of eating contempt. Right. I'm trying to put mm. it in less mm. than a million words. So I, I always knew it in my brain, and I always knew it on a real simple level. Like, I, one day, you're going to look back on the times when you did this, this, and this, and it, and it will fa- fascinate you, almost. Mm. And I knew that at a very early age. And then when I, when I came out here, I met a girl who had been living a certain lifestyle without getting into it and saying a bunch of buzzwords. Um, and it really interested me. It was like a, more of a, um, you know, a natural approach to living. And she, she, didn't, she didn't cook anything. She didn't use any animal products at all. And it was delicious. I, I enjoyed everything. And after a certain amount of time of living that way, I started to feel good. And I started meeting people that had been doing it for decades and they had even greater stories of encouragement in that domain mm-hmm. and it's been only things of that nature in but in my own experience and doing my own practice like my Jeet Kune Do of wellness so to speak, right, yeah. so to speak that's not, that's which we all way. have we all have that ability yeah. you know um, I think some more than others we were talking about this about that con- uh, uh, consistency commitment mm. and, and passion mm. but you can't have the consistency and commitment without having that passion to stick onto one thing and learn it and master it. Mm. You can have consistency and, 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 and commitment to many different things which we have available today. We've got all these different kind of subjects and all these different uh, uh, um, stimulus. That, that it's just too much. And, and people get committed to being one month into something and one month into something else and one month into something else. Mm-hmm. And that. To have true passion with that commitment and consistency, once all three get together, you get stuck on one subject. You'd be... You'd be come on this journey of commitment and consistency and passion that's driving it mm. and then you, you find mastery after that mm. mm-hmm. and when you find mastery then you've got some credibility to talk about it and you've done all the things wrong that you know that are going to project you into doing the things right more often than not and as far as mastery goes as far as wellness in my opinion I, I'm not saying I believe in immortality but I'm not convinced of death either I know that other people have gone a certain way and it's worked out for them a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that death isn't a part of life, but I think there's a big misconception on how we live and how we die too. And I think 
uh, while we're living, we're, we're very fascinated with death mm. and not living itself. Mm. That's and, true, and, yeah. And that, and that comes into the wars that we wage. And know, the religions we practice and so on and so forth. The religions forth. that we practice. on what's coming after as opposed to what's now. Yeah. All right, well, it looks like we're coming to the end of this uh, very interesting podcast. And, and I think uh, Dave should be a regular I think Dave should be, yeah. And we'll, we want f- feedback from you. I don't know how you're going to get us feedback, listeners out there. And uh, I don't know how many people are going to listen to this. Hopefully many, many more millions. <laughs> but uh, well, thanks very you? much, Dave. Yeah, it's yeah, been an, a nice insight. It's always good to be listening to you guys. So thanks for doing your thing and having me here. Fantastic. You're welcome. It's so a pleasure. Dave's going to be a regular then. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about we'll get more to it next time. Fantastic. Okay, this was a bit of a smorgasbord today, but we're coming up to the hour and that's our limit. And uh, next time we'll get in, in depth into who Dave really is because he <laughs> evaded that question uh, yeah, quite very... quite masterfully. Okay, take Master. care, people, oh, and we'll see you, you next see you time. Bye bye. Love you. Bye bye.